This week on the BAMCast, it's Italian. That means we kick ass. One, everything. We're in. All right, welcome to the BAMCast. Hey, BAMCast. Hey, BAMCast. Episode 348, numbers. Mm-hmm. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the BAMCast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Uh-huh. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. We do. Then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. We get one of five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. However, the bad, bad movies is a stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. Ew. Boo. Boo. We don't like it. Mm. Dated I don't even care about that movie anymore. So, um, we're out of themes. We're not doing themes. Nope. We cannot be out of themes. Well, well we're, okay, we're, oh. we're, we're out. We're choosing not to do a theme. We are removed from, from the ourselves themes. From yes. themes. Okay. Uh, we have opted out of the email for themes. Yes. I think we've had this one. We've had this one re- recommended like a ton of times. Yeah. Um, Eliminators, mm-hmm. 1986. That's Charles, Charles Band. Charles Band produced. Yeah, Empire Pictures, directed by the director of Arena. Uh huh. Man, Gowen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Manugian. Pete Manugian. <laughs> yeah, but come on, yeah. <laughs> just put that G in the right Gowen. place. <laughs> um, so let's get a uh, plot summary for this here right. movie. You should do that. A former pilot rebels against his creator, teaming up with a scientist responsible for android technology, her pet robot Spot, rough and tumble riverboat guide, and a martial arts warrior. Yeah. That doesn't sell the movie nearly hard enough. No, but that is pretty accurate for our uh, for our synopses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll get to more of that after the break. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll synopsize later. Uh, Written by, quick note, Mm -hmm. writer of Zone Troopers. Yes. As well as uh, and trancers and trancers, so the the band crew mm-hmm. kept the band together. Yeah, am I right? Oh, I get it. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, man. Yeah. Uh, um, the mandroid. So we pretty much open up on like the mandroid. I believe he right? was in Xanadu. Oh, all right. Was he? <laughs> yeah. Patrick Reynolds was in Xanadu. He played uncredited Xanadu dancer. In Great Xanadu, <laughs> Vamcast alum. That's uh, digging deep for an alum. Uh, well, yeah. If, Still, if you, uh, I mean, I'm, I'll give it to you. I don't know. I, I want, I'm making a rule. Okay. If your character is not named, I don't think you can be an alum. I don't. Uh, if you're if you're an extra, unless your part was notable enough that we go, why didn't this character have a name? Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme showed up in Breaking, dancing around in the background. Yeah. We mm. talked all about that. Yeah, but that's Van Damme. Yeah, come on. He's a decorated This is Patrick alum. Reynolds. Mandroid. Xanadu dancer. There was also John hundreds Doe. of dancers on screen at certain points of that movie. Yeah. Fair enough. And he wasn't like stepping out in front of him going, look at me. <laughs> I'm a mandroid. I'm Jean-Claude Van Damme. Look at me. Jean-Claude Van Damme droid. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have a movie Cyborg. to write. I'll be right back. Anyway. Yes. It, it starts out weird in that it's almost he's having like you're seeing Roman soldiers mm-hmm. fighting yeah during the opening credits you're getting flashes of I'm in a plane and it's going down oh no and then all of a sudden there are Roman soldiers and it's like what's happening plus also they're sort of making the mandroid yeah and... there's a still frame of mandroid mm-hmm. going through like a Doctor Who time tunnel <laughs> right um, 
And I, mean, then, I was just saying, it's it's basically like the whole evolution of Mandroid. It's like, yeah. here's how he sort of died, and mm-hmm. here's sort of us bringing him back, and here's what we've been sending him off to do, which is time travel and bring back shit from the Roman Empire. Right. And which also he won't scout remember. around, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess he makes a trip and they wipe his brain, mm-hmm. because he works for some evil organization run by... Abbott Reeves. Yeah. Christopher Reeves. No. Basically, <laughs> he's a semi-old dude playing wearing like much older makeup yes um and it changes throughout the entire movie it i mean does. he's obviously he's working on working on himself uh-huh. and having different results because like the first time you see him it's like oh well he's just an old old man makeup and the next time you see him he's got like melty side of face and it's like All right, what what is happening with this guy like mm-hmm. it's just different every time but um but yeah mandroid comes back from and really we're not just saying this this is what they call him in the android mm-hmm. like not android mandroid yeah um eventually they start calling him john but every once sure. in a while someone will just say hey mandroid yeah so um but yeah basically like we'd see this kind of flashes of all the the life and times of mandroid and then it, it's basically him coming out of the tube which is the time machine mm-hmm. um waking up just being, I'm a mandroid, you know, not having mm-hmm. really any human side to him. It's like, here's the thing you asked for. Right. I've it's already forgotten shield. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, great, it's a centurion shield. Mm-hmm. Huzzah. Yeah. And, In perfect condition. Yeah. And and he's got a, uh, like a scientist helper dude, uh, Takata. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, hey, yeah, take the, take the mandroid down for uh, service. Uh, I need to talk to you. Yeah. And he's like, ugh. You were kind of dumb with the mandroid. So <laughs> yeah. uh, why don't you just like, you know, take him apart. Yeah. Just, just mantle take him, him to a farm and <laughs> yeah. do the thing. And kind of he rightfully keeps calling. And I, just, <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, and then like I blocked his number, but he keeps texting. <laughs> you up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, we got to get rid of the mandroid. Yeah. Takata's rightfully so. He's like, he's half human. He's my friend. He's my, kind of my friend. Well, he did. I don't think he divulges that he doesn't him. say that but he does when he's sending him away right, he's like right. thank you my friend see you right. later i'm just saying like he's just like but he's half human he's yeah. like yeah he's more machine he's like he's dead anyway and he's like yeah but i kind of saved him and he's like, is he he's <laughs> half, half human brain half robot brain we have conversations yeah. and that makes it weird play chess he's like all right i guess so and then he's you know of course as soon as he's out of eyesight he's like hey man droid I gotta level with you, man. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta level with you, bro. He's gonna ghost you. I'm I gotta just le- saying. I gotta level with you, Mandroid. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he wants me to take you apart, but we're gonna escape. Mm-hmm. He's like, I require my mobile unit. Yep. <laughs> which, which, don't we all? Which we're kind of like, holy shit. What does that mean? <laughs> we don't have to the wait long to find out. vehicle in the history. Because, of yeah, he comes around vehicles. a corner and it's, it's a half track. Like, it's a little... It's a mini tank. Yeah. Mini tank thing. Except the top is Mandroid. mandroid. Yeah. <laughs> it was piloting this he's thing. He's like a Mandroid Centaur. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Except yeah. it's yes. a, he's half a tank, tank, half Mandroid. Centank. Mm-hmm. Centank. Yeah. Yes. Centank <laughs> droid. Which is... Which... It looks off balance as hell. Like, I don't I, know how they, how hard they, or how heavy they weighted the back of this thing. Yeah, because there are certain shots where that guy should be just dropped on his face. Yeah, well, you know, after he, I mean, jump ahead just a tiny bit, but after he escapes, like, he's going downstairs on this thing. Mm-hmm. And how that thing is not toppling over and crushing him they, I is mean, pretty there's, impressive. There's either a person in it driving it also. Yeah. Or it's an on a engine. Cable. 
<laughs> it's on. So like batteries, they got to have huge ass batteries to run that thing or mm-hmm. a big enough engine to run yeah. that thing. So there's got to be some weight yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah. But it does look awfully awkward and awfully like it's unwieldy. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it also looks awfully awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But it drives like I built it in my garage and. Oh, I don't know. It's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen my garage. I, I mean, I'm just, no, I mean, for the time when this thing rolls out, I was like, holy shit. And five seconds after seeing it, I was like, how did Empire Pictures not repurpose this thing into every fucking movie they had? Mm-hmm. Right. Because this is the coolest prop I've ever seen them put together. And then I was like, oh, they're going to blow this thing up at some point. That's why they never use it again. But nope. they don't. They just kind of abandon it. But when it rolls out the first time, you're like, holy shit, that is the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Like movies today would fucking kill to have a prop yeah. like that. It yeah. would just be it's guy hovering gorgeous. on yeah. glowing something. And, you know. Yeah. But he and he and the assistant, they, they basically get into a long hallway and then suddenly guards are on either side. Yeah. And you hear Reeves' voice over the loudspeaker. He's like, surrender yourselves. <laughs> Put down your weapons. What do you think you're doing, Mandroid? <laughs> Allow yourself to die. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> so yeah, they, there's yeah. a they shoot a bunch of shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's man, using Mandroid has a laser arm. Yeah. Yes. We, we, we didn't mention that. Yeah. But it got damaged in the uh, in the trip to ancient Rome. Yes. Mm-hmm. But apparently he has a spare or something because well he he has okay so uh, bad guy over the loudspeaker says you know kill. Kill your friend. Mm-hmm. Just put a stop yeah, to this. Come back home. Your programming. So it's all he goes all RoboCop a year before RoboCop, and is just like ah, you know, must not d- disobey order. But then he's just like ah, fine, and <laughs> and then just starts shooting all the guards. Mm-hmm. Um, his laser arm was malfunctioning, but it also gets hit like a, with a, one mm-hmm. of the wimpy shotgun blasts, yeah. and so he detaches that and attaches another gianter <laughs> yeah. object. Um, yeah, but isn't that I, a little bit later though? Yes, oh, that, it is. You're yeah. right. That's the fence yeah, thing. But, but but he shoots all the guys in the hallway. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like, but, "Come on, guy, let's go." But the professor friend has been shot. He's like, "I'd like to go with you, but ow, yeah. <laughs> I've been shot yeah. in the heart, sucking <laughs> chest <laughs> wound." <laughs> and like, spoiler alert, but I would have brought Takata back as my, you know, my right hand mandroid. Mm-hmm. Um, where I, I Reeves, like, one. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you can still harvest mm-hmm. that brain. Right, the brain, and you just turn him into another mandroid. Yeah. Smarter. He has the technology. Fast. <laughs> Make him a... Oh, my God. Whoa. What? What's happening? Uh, Eliminators 2 idea. <laughs> <laughs> Put him on the list. We had a bunch of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, uh, we bring mandroid Takata back, uh-huh. and he and his son have to fight. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's that that's blew your that, mind. <laughs> yeah, oh I was like, God. I was like, that would be that. That is how we. That is how we seg it. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. they were copying everything from Star Wars anyway. Might as well have yeah, that right, too. Yeah. Right. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just roll out Mandroid. To yeah. <laughs> oh no. But yeah. So they get out into the courtyard. There's a bunch more shooting. Yeah, and um, and one of the bad guys will show up a lot more later. Gets this laser sighted. <laughs> Sniper rifle out, but it triple has like yeah. Sighted. There's triple <laughs> it's infrared, got three red flashlights on it, and yeah. then some other bullshit on top of that. It looks it's, cool though. It looks it cool looks as so fuck. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and he shoots him in the arm, and that's when his his laser gun gets damaged. And you know, Mandroid's like, "Fuck, I cannot shoot mm-hmm. humans." Also, and hits him in the head. Yeah, and then he shoots him again in the back of the head. Yeah, 
Like on the metal plate part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's kind of like... Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Mandroid's like, fuck, yeah. that hurt. Yeah. That was my head. <laughs> but then he grabs his other attachment, snaps it onto his arm, mm-hmm. and doesn't shoot the gate, shoots the wall, the stone wall next to the gate, and is like, fuck yes, this is big <laughs> enough for me, and rolls on out. And they're like, they don't even bother chasing him. He, oh, ch- no. he shoots at him one more time. He's like, huh, I guess he got away. Yeah. Which, you know, he's going at, you know, like two miles an hour. Yeah. And They're he like, gets like 20 as slow as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets 20 yards out of the camp and he's like, all right. Yeah. Time, to, time to get rid of my mobile unit and walk. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, okay. There's there's an important plot point in this because as uh, his friend is dying, he says, you got to kill main bad guy. You just, you got to kill him. And he's like, okay, well, I'll go take care of that right now. And he's like, no, no, get out of here come back later yeah. which there's really never a justifiable reason for that he says something like go find a well, thing he, he knows he's damaged he wasn't damaged at that point when the guy told him to yeah, get he out came yeah, out he, he came got out of the shot time. in the laser arm but that was it he t- he uh, it not enough to where he couldn't just turn around and go shoot old man professor in the yeah. dick well, <laughs> and, and it's also be- <laughs> it's also weird that like he's got this guy has reeves has the resources to have like this base mm-hmm. that's like an underground temple thing it's like a castle yeah he's also got a fucking mandroid mm-hmm. he's also got time a goddamn machine. time machine <laughs> yes and yet all of his hired guys are like running around <laughs> in jeans and tank tops and they're like hey man what's going on you know like, they're just local help yeah <laughs> like come on yeah be a proper villain have like a bunch of dudes in uniforms yeah. or a bunch of like Baby mandroids or something. I they, don't know. They spent all their money on the, the mobile unit. <laughs> like, literally all the money. You could stitch together some uniforms. Yeah. I yeah. I know. This was a motley crew full of different shapes and sizes and yeah. everything. I, I mean, it's like, it's like his whole his whole army just feels very completely random. Yes. Sure. And there's no... Like, at least give them a uniform. I mean, come on. You work at Chili's, they'll give you a uniform. That's true. How hard is it to order a bunch of shirts monogrammed with, like, you know... R, the big R. Yeah. Reeves. Yeah, <laughs> or just like Mandroid Force or something, or you know. I just yeah. a, something cool like in Latin or yeah. You know, he was all well, Romany, yeah. and they had know. that sweet boat later. Yeah, yeah. Quo, like, Quo Vadis, yeah, and a fucking Centurion <laughs> helmet on a polo. That's yeah, that's you all you need. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Where yeah. are you going? Look like a fucking Trojan man, but yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Come on, if you're gonna be a proper villain, you gotta have a theme. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you gotta or run with it. Like some sweet jumpsuits. Yeah, a- the 80s. They need the sweet jumpsuits. Yeah, jumpsuits would have been the best option. Wide still. ass, pointy shoulders, Speed suits. Thank you. But still, either way, that's probably why Mandroid <laughs> left is because nobody had uniforms. There was no order. Yeah, he's he like just fuck all this. Couldn't handle the disorganization. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, so it was it was to... a hostile work environment. Yes, very much though. So. Literally, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, aside <laughs> from them shooting at him yeah. as well. Yes. Um, so he goes to the big city, which we see a shot of. Uh-huh. It's a city. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. It's the most nondescript city they could possibly find. It's probably, I'm sure somebody would go like, yeah, that's... I'm sure it's a shot whatever. of L.A. or some some little corner of L.A., but then it just cuts to, you know, like a water treatment plant or some weird futuristic building mm-hmm. that's, you know, future science lab or whatever it is, and we there's the like huge. two... Yeah, there's like two security guards, and, you know, the nerdy one is like, hey, chief, there's a power surge in the east wing and the chief is just like that's eh, probably cat <laughs> Which, well the chief who's sitting there in a, in a rather un- like a rather awkward angle yeah because he's listening to a walkman and like drumming along with the music and nobody filming the movie was like maybe don't do that maybe to, you, from this angle it kind of looks like you're whacking off yeah 
You're just just throwing that out there. Yeah. Just intentional. Know, yeah. Maybe. But the other guy's like, I, I don't think it's a cat. I'm going to check it out. So he goes to check it out. And there's nothing there. No, but well, as he well, as he comes gate, back. The fence has been yeah. ripped well, open. I, I like that the chief's answer to a power surge is it's probably a cat. Yeah, a cat. It's always. Just if <laughs> anything that goes wrong. <laughs> cat probably got into the power system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caused a surge. Yeah. Um, but yes, the bars are comically pried apart. Mm-hmm. And... Doesn't he kind of get whacked on the back of the head by... Well, well, no, he comes, no, back, he com- he comes back in and he sees oh. the chief is like knocked out on the floor. He's like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. And as he's going around the corner, we get our first shot of Mandroid in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He's, oh, man. Where he's wearing just a gigantic poncho <laughs> and just... And a big dumb hat. <laughs> a dumbass hat. But like because he's got like half cyborg face, uh-huh. half normal face... It's like perched on his head super high. Yep. And it's at a so jaunty it looks like angle. He's got like a six head, not even a four head or a five head. He's yeah. got a six head with his hat it's, sitting it's, on top of it. It's basically the Ben Grimm disguise. Yes. I mean, yes, it, it, yes, it is. It doesn't yep. fit on him at all. But he also has a big glowing robot eye. Oh, well, like well, yeah. he doesn't disguise that until much later. But mm-hmm. he's walking around in this, this poncho and hat with big glowing cyborg eye. Like, it's not. You're not. That's not working. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. but but he has gas apparently in one of his super arms, and he puts, he has out, he puts out this dose. green knockout gas. Yeah, that's go right. go mandroid gas. Uh-huh. Yeah. and and knocks out that security guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we've been. This is where the general works, who Colonel. happens to be Colonel. Colonel. Yeah, she's not that high up. Oh well, she is ranked, but Colonel Hunter. Yeah, we don't know that because he's just been told to go find Colonel, Colonel Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. And she's been working on a little uh, little robot named Spot. Yeah. Um, which looks like a smaller version of one of the black hole robots, but mm-hmm. not as articulate. Um, and it, it it just shows yeah. off the, the power of this thing, which is she tell, she turns it on and it flies around the room and, and turns into colors and then pops back up somewhere else. And she's mm. like, and it's mouthy. Yeah. And it's like the size <laughs> of like a soccer ball. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like a tiny BB-8. Yeah, but it's it. Apparently, it can spy on things. Yeah, it can like it'll it'll locate stuff for you. It'll do whatever, and then give you a a. It'll come back and speak like its own little modem language type yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's also temperamental, which she understands. Yeah, she R2s that thing. Yeah, yeah she does a lot of R2 D2. I don't. I don't think we mentioned, but it's it's Denise Crosby. Is, yeah, is yes. Colonel Hunter. Colonel Hunter is Denise Crosby. Yeah, a very young twenty year old Denise Crosby who yeah. <laughs> a year later about would 30. be. I know, but, but still, yeah. she's a, a year away from Star Trek, looking about ten years younger. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so it, and she's like. Oh my God! Who are you? Yeah, and he's, he's like, like I, "Come with me if, if you well, want well, me to." Well, no, live. he's like, he's like, I need to find the colonel. And yeah. She's like, "That's me," and he's like, "Well, check this shit out. I'm a mandroid." <laughs> and she's like, "That's what? That's my tech. Yeah. Where'd they, how'd you get that?" Reeves. Yeah, he's like, "Son of a bitch! <laughs> like yeah. I stole and, and, my and, shit." And, and he he basically gives her his backstory where he's like, "Okay, <laughs> I apparently I was like in a plane crash or something. I barely remember that." And then. 
every time I go on a mission, my mind gets wiped, so I really am not remembering much. Yeah, she opens up his head, which just takes a Phillips head screwdriver, yeah, by the way. Not a proprietary thing at all. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Like, at least use a, a torque bit or a torque bit or something. Well, you know, mm-hmm. like. So Reeves doesn't have the Reeves sources to mm. provide his persons with... Um, Uniforms. With uniforms. Yeah. So obviously he doesn't have the money to pay for specialty fasteners. Mm-hmm. I guess. Those things aren't cheap compared to a regular Phillips head. Sure. I bet it was even slower. Well, at least he didn't use flathead because yeah, that was probably true. in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. But she opens them up and it's like, well, no wonder you don't remember everything. You have barely enough memory. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you also and, have a bullet yeah. in your head. And she yanks one out and he's like, ah, ah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. And she pulls it out of his head. You've got less like, than a floppy disk yeah, in here. Yeah. Well, and she's like, and it's damaged. Yeah. Like all your, all those are damaged. But, you're still using the brain, the human brain part of your brain. And he's like, can we keep it that way? Yeah. She's like, sure. Yeah, so she why not? Yanks out the rest of the mm-hmm. chips, which aren't really chips. They're like they're little, little metal plates. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's just like, uh, we got to go on an adventure. Yeah. It's, it's adventure in time. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they, they go into town and they need to find... A guide. Uh, someone who will guide them to... Get up the river. Mm-hmm. So they go into some, you know, just local shit bar. Well, they're in a hotel room first. And there's some hijinks with the... <laughs> so Mandroid is sitting there watching the Jetsons. Or no, watching soccer. And the little robot Spot flies in, sits down in front of the TV, and magically changes the channel to the Jetsons. And they have a little back and forth about, you know... Hey, what, what the hell are you oh, doing? Oh, that's right. I want to watch the, the soccer match. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so immediately just continuing to establish that this little tiny robot's a dick. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, like, why would you program it to be an asshole all the yeah. time? Like, if, it, if they had given it arms, it would have turned around and flicked him off. Yes. <laughs> yes, it would have. You would like, suck my robot dick. <laughs> Mandroid. But, uh, yeah, they go into town. They go into a bar. And And she's like, and and they've already established like that the one guy we're about to meet, Mm -hmm. who's Harry Fontana, Harry Fontana, uh, played by Andrew Prine, Andrew Prine, yep, is he's kind of like sleazy wheeler dealer type guy. He's drinking at the bar and this other woman named Bayou Betty (laughs) comes in and is like, Bayou Bestie. Yeah. And and she's just fired up. She's like. Harry, you know, we can't get any can't get any fares. Yeah. Somebody keeps undercutting all of us. And it's like DC cab on the river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and she's like, we can't make fares. any money because you're stealing all the fares because you're undercutting everyone. And he's like, hey, man, that's business, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to beat the crap out of you, you son of a bitch. And that's when when uh, Nora comes in and is like, you know, and, and, and it's yeah, it's one of those record scratch moments where suddenly oh, the entire bar is like, <gasps> The bartender especially just walks over to her and is just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that's literally all he yeah. says. Yeah. He gets a close up shot and then caught away after no words are spoken. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, 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 he like he he physically he makes the physical sound of getting a boner mm-hmm. in front of her. He's just <laughs> yes, like, yes. you know, it's, it's well, I thought that was born. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> oh, what okay. comes out of his mouth Some when he talks to her. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, if, if there was a sound for, I have a boner, that's the sound he made at her. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Yeah. Um, but and, but she's like, on the box. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, I need a guide and I need the toughest guide out there who's going to take me. Yep. And so this bar is like. This incites a riot inside the bar. <laughs> Instantly. 
no delay. Just, oh, no delay. Well, everyone is beating the well, shit well, what's better out of everyone else in this bar. Well, what's so good is Bayou Betty starts it by decking her husband? Husband, her boyfriend, boyfriend, assistant man. Uh, the dude that hangs out mm, with her? Yeah. Probably not I would boyfriend. not say husband. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Okay. The way Bayou is, Betty looked at yeah, the Bayou colonel Betty when she walked in. looks the colonel up and down and... Right. And makes the physical sound of a lady boner at her. <laughs> right. But they also, she says things like that sound like they're a couple later. I think uh, she's more of his boss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's heavily implied that yes, she's a lesbian. I, I understand that. I'm just saying when they were in the boat together, he was calling like they were saying sweetie and honey and dear mm. and things like that. Yeah. But anyway, they're fighting. Either way. Yeah. yeah she decks that guy and then just brouhaha. Yeah. And I swear, okay, so there's one part where, I mean, it's just, it's comical brawling for mm-hmm. the most part, chairs and whatnot, but doesn't the bartender come out from behind the bar at one point with a machete, like about to kill her? And then oh, he gets I, think, I think it's one of those like collapsible club things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just looked like a murder was about to happen and that got stopped. But mm-hmm. so Harry is just hanging out behind the bar eating olives, just waiting for the shit to end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once everyone has killed each other. Except for her. And Bayou Betty is the lone yeah. woman standing. He whacks her over the head with a bottle. Yes. And then musses up his hair, rips the pocket on his shirt and walks outside and pretends like, well, took care of that. Where are we head? Let's go. And it works because <laughs> off of the boat they go. Yes, they do. And they get to, well, they get to the dock and um, they're about to, you know, set off down the river, you know, hard of darkness style. Yes. And um, it, here comes <laughs> Ben Grin, mandroid guy. Mm. All, and he's got, but now he's got a, uh, like a comical. Phantom war, of the war, Opera. War, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like a white bandage around his head. Yeah. But then the hat's still on top of that. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't think I mentioned, but, you know, yeah, there's one I've more. got massive head wound Harry here yeah. with yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and he he's like whoa 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 that wasn't part of the deal yeah I didn't sign on to bring the elephant man with and, us. And, well, she's, and, he, and he's like yeah he goes like well an extra C note for the elephant man over there yeah and she's like look just take me where I want to go yeah. and, mm-hmm. and he's like okay you're the well, boss I do like that they set up like you know I thought part of your whole deal was no questions and the, you know like why are you asking questions and then the boat pulls away the boat is called no, no questions, questions. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I thought that was pretty clever yeah but yeah they they set off and. Um, it's maybe 12 seconds after they set off that Bayou Betty and, and they've shown up and they're like, we're going to get him. Oh, yeah. Well, they started off like before they even like yeah. left. They were yeah. like, let's go. Like they're him. still on eyesight. and They're just like, come on, let's go. Let's I get him. I love that their idea is like they're going to kill him and then they're going to get the fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their know? plan they're, is they're, absurd. And also <laughs> to shoot wildly at the boat with yeah. the two people in it. Yeah. I was, I, Almost murder them, and then they'll be <laughs> thankful they didn't die, and they'll get in our boat instead. I mean, like, you can't kidnap <laughs> passengers. This yeah. is my other favorite thing in movies, which is, you know, you're in a moving vehicle being shot at, and, like, you wait until after you hear the bang, and people are like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, like, ducking down is like, no. Yeah. Like, they go much faster than that. <laughs> yeah. You mm-hmm. won't hear the bang of the gun that kills you. <laughs> what they say. I think they know they're, they're safe because Harry is a master serpentine driver of this boat like he never once drives this boat in a straight line no but especially well, when they're being does. shot at but yeah they, he's just weaving all over this river um he's trying to leave a funky wake so that they're all like oh which actually kind of would make sense that would make sense yeah I'll, yeah I'll give you it would to throw him. their aim off if yes you've created a wake that they have to go yeah over. but he was swerving before they even showed up like, like, yes yes he literally you, the entire time yes you have already ruined my theory <laughs> yeah. but yes okay 
But they get to a point where it's basically he's just like, okay, I'm I'm gonna put a stop to this, and just takes a barrel of gasoline, throws it out of the back of the boat, and is like, saw this in a movie once. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you did. And <laughs> yeah, was it Jaws? <laughs> and then shoots the barrel. Barrel explodes, and everyone, all the other boats are like, oh no, a small explosion. Mm-hmm. Turn around, jump out of the boat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sweet, we got away. Mm-hmm. Although twelve seconds later. <laughs> Yeah, Bayou <laughs> Betty is just... They're just there again. Fired up again. Yeah. Um, and this is when she gets closer. Well, their boat breaks down. Yeah. Because maybe it got shot or something. But yeah. she, uh, Denise Crosby's like, I can fix that. And he's like, and there's been a whole running thing of your lady. You can't do anything. You can't mm-hmm. drive this boat. You can't fix the motor. So she's like, let me fix the motor. And she goes to work on it. And then he pops up and sees the boat. And is mm-hmm. like, well, shit, here they are. And yeah. they're threatening them with the gun, like, okay, we'll be taking that fare now. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting yeah. on your boat. And at least Denise Crosby is like, no, fuck them. Yeah. It's like, I'd rather be piranha bait or something. Yep. Immediately, they have the right opinion, which is, no, I'm not going with any of you people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you tried to murder us. Um, yeah. But she uh, asks if he has any alcohol in the boat. And he's like, of course, mm-hmm. takes a huge swig of a bottle of presumably vodka. Sure. Hands it to her and then. She starts pouring it all over the engine. He's like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. And then fixes it, starts up the engine. Mm-hmm. And she takes a swig and tosses him the bottle. Empty bottle. Yeah. yeah. And then somehow they, that oh, boat ends up exploding. Yes. Yeah. Man- Mandroid, who was oh, just right. kind of like hanging out in the side, <laughs> like on the sly, kind of reaches his arm into the water yep. and shoots a fucking torpedo. <laughs> that yes. They see at the last minute and go, oh, jump out of their boat, mm-hmm. land in the water. And then the boat fucking nuclear explodes like <laughs> this does. thing. Like yeah. there were like 20 barrels of gasoline on this boat because that boat goes up. They mm-hmm. blew it up real good. Yeah. 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 So they get away and mm-hmm. rightfully, you know, Harry's like, what the fuck? I saw your little torpedo thing. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm not an idiot. And, and he's yeah. like, all right, check Look, this out. I'm a man yeah. <laughs> Rip. Yeah. He's like, you guys need to give me some answers here. Yeah. Even though my boat is no questions. Yeah. And they, and they stop, you know, like they've docked. You know, they're like, we got it. Well, he basically stops. He's like, I need answers. Yeah. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're having their little sit down powwow thing. Mm-hmm. And like, Bayou, Bayou Betty and her whatever man are floating mm-hmm. in the water and for whatever reason not just swimming to any of the shores because this is a no, river it's down not, the river <laughs> not super wide I, I don't know what their plan is um, just keep pursuing them and the uh, the henchman from earlier with the crazy sniper rifle shows up well they show up because they come zipping around the corner like <laughs> like just going mock speed and they a make an boat. entrance at least three and, times and, and, and they boat. also give them like they imply that the boat is powered by some sort of future tech by yeah. Reeves because every time it's on it's got this like like turbine noise kind of thing as it comes around the corner well it's dual engine and they've added like these weird exhaust tubes to yeah. it to make it, it look fucking super cool super future mm-hmm. but it, it's also hauls ass whatever it is it's, yeah. it's a tiny boat with it two big ass an- engines on it but yeah, yeah. um so yeah, they pull up alongside of him and they're like, "Hey, thanks for all picking us up. Uh, our boat got blown up by you know this guy and a lady and some large dude that shot a torpedo, torpedo at, us. at us." And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. which way'd they go? It was down that way." Yeah. And he's like, "Later, bye." Yeah, and going <laughs> kicks him off the kicks her off the boat and speeds away, speeds mm-hmm. away, laughing yeah. maniacally the whole time. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, I, they make camp. I guess they explain the whole backstory to harry and um mandroid's basically like okay we're done with you harry yeah like you're done we're we're gonna go on foot now yeah yeah we don't need you so thanks a lot you'll just get in our way 
So he, he says something like, yeah, there's trails all over. You can just take the trail. And so Mandarin's like, cool, sweet, thanks, let's go. Um, so Harry just goes back to his boat and is just like, well, this was a shitty day. I didn't really get to do any <laughs> fun adventuring. But he got paid. Yes. Yeah, he got paid, but I think he, you know, he is used to taking people on treasure hunting things, mm-hmm. not just like, I'm going to get a couple hundred bucks to drive people around. Mm-hmm. So he's bummed because, like, he's not going to get a share of whatever. Yeah. That's not actually treasure because that's not why they're there. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so. But the henchmen roll up on him. Yeah, and he does a whole weird thing where he parks his boat. Well, he rolls. They roll up on him the first time, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Hey, you know, have you? Where's the? Oh yeah, where'd you drop them off?" Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, downriver." You know. Well, yeah, he's yeah. like, "Well, why don't you pay me, and I'll tell you." Yeah, and they do because they take his gun. They're holding him at gunpoint, and then he's like, "Well, if you kill me, I'm never. Yeah. I can't tell you. So just pay me, and I'll tell you where they yeah. are." And then he lies and says they're way back the other way. Right. Well, not uh, even better. He's like holding a map up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I parked him right over here on this inlet. And he's got a fire extinguisher right behind the map. So <laughs> right. he just, I don't know if he pokes through the map or just lifts it up. But no, he just lifts he it just, up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sprays him in the face and takes <laughs> off that way. Right. But he doesn't get far because his boat kind of. It doesn't. Like he, he basically goes around the corner, parks at this like there's an inlet coming in yeah. to the river. Yeah. And he parks it where they can't see it. Ties the boat up and then revs the engine up full speed. Mm-hmm. So he's just sitting there full speed, yeah. tied up. They and, come whipping around the corner oh, again for yeah. like the third time, just like, haha, we're in the scene. And he just takes his machete and well, chops the rope. They see him and they're like, ramming speed, oh, which yeah. is stupid because they they're... think he's stuck on a sandbar or something. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to what? Crash their, ruin their boat <laughs> yeah, into his yeah, boat. Yeah, ruin their sweet boat. Yeah, but <laughs> sweet ass boat. Cool the, their boat's probably made of like titanium or something. They're not. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's no awning on that thing. They're going to yeah. go head first into that boat. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, they're like ramming speed and they and he's just like, see you bitches and cuts the rope. He goes taken off and they're just like, I, yeah, <laughs> you know? they both end up jumping out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the boat like kind of does some circles. And then as it's drifting behind them and the big dude is yelling at the Spanish dude, he's like, what the fuck? Why'd you jump out? And then all of a sudden that fucker blows up behind him because <laughs> well, like any abandoned be- vehicle yes. in this movie explodes. Yes, so as it should. I think this was kind of a stunt gone wrong because. <laughs> like when they jump out, like, you know, a boat's going to keep going as long as the throttle's not disengaged. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like when they jump out, like the boat kind of goes to the side. So it doesn't fully hit the the inlet thing that it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And um, so it just kind of like sort of half jumps. And I, I bet they were like, well, we can't we can't do that whole setup again because it's too expensive. So we'll just have the boat kind of idle behind them and blow up that <laughs> way. Finally, blow up because I honestly like it, to its like injuries. it doesn't hit anything. It just it's just like kind of behind him, yeah. like in right when it gets in front frame, it's just like yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think it was Good like sound a, effects. I think it was a blown blown stunt mm-hmm. thing that they were just like ah fuck still it still made blow the up. best of it if you will. Yeah, boat still blew up. Yeah, so whatever. But yeah, but we should mention the name of the boat and yes, what they said. Oh, yes. When they're asked what it means. Mm-hmm. I think BJ should probably explain yeah. the boat interaction. Because they was, roll up on Harry uh, and he's, he, Vallis, right? he sees the name of the boat and asks him. He's like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, Covalis, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Covatis means um, it's like, where are you going? Or yeah. where did you come from? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Um but like the no, main, but it, it has some like religious illusions also sure, because there's a like it it ties into where the movie ends up going yeah surprisingly even though there's no indication of that yet really but they you know the main bad guy is just like yeah it's it's Italian for <laughs> we <laughs> kick ass yes. <laughs> and he's like oh that's very interesting. <laughs> 
Yeah. So anyway. it doesn't seem that important, but it kind no. of is. It, it just the movie doesn't do a great job of tying all of its pieces. Yeah, together. it's 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 apparently a tale, um, a, a tale. I say probably offending some people. Um, mm-hmm. about like after Jesus had risen and was on his way back to Rome and yeah. ran into Saint, ran into Peter on his way out of Rome because he was afraid, and Jesus is like, "Where are you going, dude?" He's like, "Uh, anywhere but here." Yeah. <laughs> And then he goes back. <laughs> yeah. So, Mandroid and, and Lady are in the woods, mm-hmm. and immediately Mandroid's like, we lost the trail. <laughs> it's like, there's yeah. no more trail. And these woods have been described as uncharted jungle, but they're just like, they look just look at woods in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you're not going to have a lot of problem getting through here. It's certainly not jungle. It's just undeveloped wooded area. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um there's this kind of yeah, section of the movie is a little yeah eventually they find the plane that he crashed in that's right yeah and he's like it's too dangerous don't go out there and she's like no i'm gonna go out there and get it like yeah. we're, we're cool here yeah like, like I'm, I'm we're good mm-hmm. so she she jumps she goes in the water and she's like kind of pushing on the window of this plane which looks like a really old like yeah, the World War Two era plane, which maybe I don't know. They went mm. back in time and grabbed him <sighs> out of the plane. <laughs> Who it's, knows? It's but... nev- none of it is ever explained. But yeah, it, it's, it's it's probably like... the only fuselage they could find. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah. most likely. But anyway, she's like banging on the side of it, and he's like, "Oh, oh, this is bad." Yeah, and it's like she's in like two feet of water. Relax, yeah. buddy. <laughs> right, she can stand yeah. up. Yeah, so she kind of dives under and then swims in and mm-hmm. is looking. She's like, "We could find out who you are," you know, and. She finds a picture for half a second. She's like, oh, here's a, a lady and a child. Well, she mm-hmm. grabs that. He, yeah, he yeah I know. That. Okay. I know. She grabs it, but like she doesn't even get to look at it for two seconds before the plane just starts like, okay, time to sink. Yeah, the X-wing starts sinking into the swamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently like a branch has floated up to the, the entry point that she got in, so she can't get back out. So she's just like, ah, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. So Mandroid shoots out a you know, grappling hook yep. <laughs> into the back of the plane and lifts it up a little bit, but is just like, I can't. It's stuck on the thing. Mm-hmm. So that's when Harry rolls up on the boat. He's like, hey, need any help? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm going to die. dying in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He uh, he, <laughs> he shoots it or something. Oh, he machetes the that's stick right. out of the yeah, way. That's right. okay. just yeah, he whips out the machete. He's like, what the? How are you going to just chop her out of there? <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. he, he gets her to... Uh, Promised him a third of whatever of the, Aztec the treasure, gold. yeah, the <laughs> treasure they're looking. She for. She thinks they're looking for. Yeah, and then of course after that he's like, ah, you you settled too early. I would have taken ten percent. Yeah, you know, he's also he's had some decent one liners earlier on, mm-hmm. like, like when Bayou Betty is holding them at gunpoint. She's like, I'm going to count to five, and he's like, boy, that might take a while. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he he's been established as the. The charming rogue. He's the Han Solo, the Han Solo. of our yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, so yes, he's going to help them for a third of the treasure. Uh huh. And um, and then they're floating along, and he's like, "Hey, everybody, hold on!" And he guns <laughs> it, and Mandroid just falls off the fucking back. Mandroid with, and with Spot on his shoulder. Spot has now decided he's going to ride on yeah. Mandroid's shoulder whenever possible. Yeah. Romance. So they've he's just like attached little, it. Yeah, he's like a little asshole owl yes. just sitting on his shoulder. <laughs> he's all like the, time. the Clash of the Titans robot owl. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's just like, whoops, too close to the shore. And then Mandroid just falls the fuck out of the boat. And is gone. Yes. It <laughs> like, just, they it dive in. To... They, they, 
they look for him for like 45 minutes. Yeah. And Harry finally comes back up. He's like, I don't see him. Yeah. It's all muck down there. And she's like, I'll go. And she's like, look, you're not going to find him. Yeah. I didn't find him. And I'm a man. So you're not going to find him. <laughs> well, he doesn't yeah. say that this time. No, but, he, but still. Well, his his reasoning was basically like, look, it's all muck and stuff yeah. down there. Even if we did find him, we need a dredging crew to get him out of there. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, well, I guess he's dead. Let's let's keep going. <laughs> That's what he would have Which wanted. really, I don't know why they're going to keep going. Yeah. I, I guess she's just determined to confront. Well, this guy stole her tech. Exactly. Yeah, just making, confront him and just be like. evil robots yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So they just carry on. Mm-hmm. And Mandroid eventually pops out. Yeah. He comes out of the water and is just kind of wandering around. And Spot just comes out with him. He's like, all right, cool. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. And comes across a guy on the shore. He was kind of dressed like a ninja without the hood. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I noticed you've been following me for a while. And, well, and the ninja guy's like... The first thing you see ninja guy do is reverse film a fish out of the water. Yes. <laughs> yes. Using his ninja mind okay. powers. Yes. <laughs> that's and the then he literally, literally <laughs> catches a fish with his mind. Yes. So that's the literally the first thing you see is Mandroid looks over, sees a ninja leaning over towards the water who mines a, a fish out with his <laughs> and just catches it. And then it's like, uh, what? <laughs> and so he just, Ninja is just holding the fish over a fire in his right. hand, cooking it. And Mandroid walks over. He's like, so you've, you've been following me. He's like, yeah, you probably know where this castle is that I'm looking for. So mm-hmm. my dad works there. And he's like, ah, everyone whose dad works there, take yeah. one step forward. Not, <laughs> Not so, so fast, fast Ninja. Ninja. <laughs> Yeah, like worked there. Well, he also yeah. does an incredible jump to conclusion. He's like, "You're Asian. Was your dad Takata?" Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, everyone else there well, was not Asian. Yeah. Well, I mean, but did <laughs> Old he even British a, man, wait, Mexican guards? But did he even establish that his dad worked there? He just yeah, he yes. did. Okay, so I didn't. I missed that line because I thought he was basically like, "Was your dad Takata?" Yeah. No. He's, like, he said, "My dad like, worked at the at the." Okay. Okay. But I haven't I, heard from him in a while. I missed that. I missed that line. Yeah, I thought he just yeah. w- went straight yeah. to like. Oh, no, you're no, obviously. No, but, no. but he tells me he was my only friend there. Mm-hmm. He's the only one when they were going to yank out my brain. Yeah. He was like, no, wait a second. And he's like, okay, I guess we'll be friends now. Yeah. He's like, we both have a reason to go back there for revenge. Yeah. So Harry and Lady have stumbled across a uh, campsite. <sighs> No, they haven't stumbled across it. He's he gets out and he's dragging the boat because they've gone in too shallow oh, water, right. yeah. and suddenly just zoop is gone underwater. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh no, my no, god!" No, what? wait. Before that, before they've they've gotten back in the boat at one point, but they've found a campsite at one point, an abandoned campsite with a bunch of bloody bones. Mm. And so they're like, "Well, this is strange," because she's like, "Indians are around here somewhere, and they're eating people." And he's like, "There's no such. I know these. Wa- there's no one here like that. It wouldn't happen." So. Yeah, they're dragging the boat, and then, yeah, he's just yanked underwater. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, what? And then you start to see this cage, this rickety wooden cage come out of the water that he's in. <laughs> and then out that of the woods. he could have just kicked out of. Yes, easily. With zero effort. Which I don't even know how he got in that thing. But like, you see, like, the bushes shaking in the, in the woods, and then it's fucking Geico cavemen. All over the place. Literally. Yeah. Just like four dudes in caveman makeup. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? I mean, this. We accepted that the magical fish catching ninja that fit in. But now sure. all of a sudden there's just cavemen here. And you're like, okay, movie, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, who cares? Yeah. We're 12 and we're writing a movie. Mm-hmm. We're like, Wouldn't it be cool if they ran into cavemen? <laughs> right. 
Which, which they yes, they run into cavemen. <laughs> so there's like four of them, who kind of capture them and take them back to their, air their vague area that they live in. And mm-hmm. I don't, man, I don't know what happens, but <laughs> Harry's just like not having any of this, and she's telling him to smile but don't show his teeth, and you know do all the nonverbal things to show that you're friendly. Um, and like the main chief caveman comes out. And, and is super friendly towards him, just like patting him on the butt and stuff. Well, well he, he, he does butt. both of them. He yeah. pats both of them on the butt. And gives him and some sort of beads. Marty, yeah. Mardi Gras yeah. beads. And he's like, what's with these cavemen? And then he gets slapped on the ass and he's like, fancy cavemen? <laughs> More like no. cavemen. Yeah. He, he, no, he said fruity cavemen. Oh, fruity. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, they, he give the chief gives them a necklace. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost becoming friendly. Mm-hmm. So... He just devises a plan where he's like, make out with me. Yeah, I don't want to die seeing this crazy face here. Yeah, so just kiss me one last time. And then he... He kind of half gets permission and then it just goes forward the rest Mm -hmm. of the way. Yeah, and then grabs uh, a clip for her gun and pops out a magazine. Oh, okay. Pops out the bullets and is just like, okay, throw the... Or, you know, he, he says something. He doesn't say the exact thing she needs to do, but says something like distract them while I go do this thing, which See, is basically he's just like throw these in the fire and then closes your hand around them. Mm-hmm. Okay. He does. Uh-huh. And the bullets go off and the caveman just go and run away. And he, he pours like this dust into the fire that the cavemen have been pouring into the fire, yeah, which just like creates sulfur. this like little tiny yeah. white yellow cloud. And he's admiring it for a second. She's like, no, we should get out of here. Yeah. He's like, all right. Well, there was no, like they'd already run away. Like, there was no reason for him to do that other than he was like, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they continue to run away and the cavemen are giving chase. And that's when Mandroid Ninja show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just like, we got this. Yeah. Well, she she does this move like, a, you know, a, a original Star Trek move, not an mm-hmm. generation move where mm-hmm. she like jumps off of a cliff and, you know, does the old like conk on the head yeah. and starts a Captain Kirk-esque fight. And then that guy pulls out a knife and she's like, oh, I brought fists to a knife fight. Mm-hmm. And that's when. Ninja guy shows up with a sword, just does a few fancy moves, and the guy's like, "Yeah, nah. oh wait, actually no, that was yeah, later. that's way later. That's later. Shit, yeah, that was one of the He shows yeah, up. That's yeah. not the caveman. Yeah. He shows up and nunchucks dudes in the yeah. face. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's he, right. he nunchucks nunchuck the cavemen and they run away. Yeah, and and they're just then, like, "Hey, Android, like, you're alive." Uh, yeah, and they're like, "And you brought a ninja." Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, is Spot? Al- yeah, Spot's alive too. Okay, well, let's go. Yeah, and, and of course, Harry's like, "Is this a goddamn comic book? <laughs> yeah. We got a ninja, we got a little floating robot, we got a mandroid." Yeah, he's like, "This is and some we got weird cavemen science fiction bullshit, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah. She's I'm like, leaving. Yeah, storm off. Right. He's <laughs> like, "No, we can't do this without you. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. go." Yeah, he's like, "All right." Yeah, whatever. And he's like, "Just be honest with me. There's no treasure, right?" She's like, "Nah, nah, <laughs> nope, nah." But we've come this far, haven't we? Might as well keep going. Yeah. And they go much farther before they come across his tank, right? Yeah, they find his tank treads and they're like, oh, yeah, man, we're almost here. Yeah, he's like, I hid this. I was like, no, you didn't. You just yeah, stopped you, yeah. and right. got out of you it. You just drove halfway up <laughs> Didn't even put a branch out. on it. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just like right there next to a yeah. tree. It's <laughs> like, I can see it. I'm guessing it's not going to do too many other people good. You know, like, no, it's, but it's his mobile unit. I, I mean, yeah, you couldn't just you never get touch in another it. man's mobile That's unit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just never touch another Mandroid's mobile unit. That's right. Yeah. But, but he's, but just he's like, getting it revved up, and then suddenly guys in ATVs come at him, mm-hmm. and it's more of the dudes. Yep. And that's when, you know, the, he he does a lot of laser shooting at them. Mm-hmm. 
They've got specialty deflector screens on the mm-hmm. on the on the ATVs. But if the bikes go off a tiny cliff, they will blow Explode. the fuck oh, up. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what what uh, Spanish guy does. He run he runs his off, jumps off, it hits a tree and blows up. Mm-hmm. And that's when he does the knife thing with right, her. Right. And then Ninja guy comes out and pulls out his katana, and the guy's like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, all right." And chucks his you know throws his knife away and runs away like a pansy. Mm-hmm. And so. And also, there's a there's a part where uh, the big rednecky lead guy is ro- is riding after them on the ATV, mm-hmm. and Harry helps out Mandroid by holding up a piece of metal mm-hmm. so that he can shoot, so that Mandroid can shoot a laser at the piece of metal that will bounce off and hit hit well, henchman guy in the back. And well, because Mandroid fell over. Like his his treads, oh, he yeah. ran up on a rock and yeah, yeah, yeah. literally fell over. So he's on his side. He mm-hmm. can't really do much of anything. No, no, no. It, he was on his feet by then. I, it, it was just because every every forward shot was being deflected by the windscreen and everything uh-huh. on the ATV. And so that guy's like, when he goes by, he holds up the metal. He's okay. like, Mandroid or Joe. Yeah, but it, <laughs> John it, it's, yeah. it's during this battle that he does roll up on this yeah, rock does. or whatever and it tips over and it's just mm-hmm. like help yeah. <laughs> so and that's the end of that's the, the end mobile of the, unit mm-hmm. it's, he just leaves it there yeah because once it's gone on its side it's it's not know, a very dignified end for no, the mobile unit no. no it's not very dignified for mandroid either he mm-hmm. kind of has to there's a lot of not man uh, not dignified things for mandroid in this movie and we're mm-hmm. about to get to the biggest one <laughs> yeah. um so i mean they eventually get to the castle yeah, they're like, yeah. all right, might as well just I, go there. We didn't really, we didn't really address it, but um, we've seen some other scenes of Reeves kind of like Iron Manning himself up more, mm. changing his makeup. Yeah, and... like, well, like I said, his, his makeup's changed. But there is a scene where after they've crashed the, oh, the okay. boat, yeah, um, he is devised. It, I mean, it is literally red and yellow or Iron Man colors. This yep. gauntlet thing. Yep. And he's like, I wonder if this works. And he, I don't know, he shoots out a couple sparks. I think just to test it at first, and then like they come in and they're like boss yeah we lost mandroid and we kind of fucked up the boat and he's like you and basically uses this chain lightning thing that comes out of this gauntlet that yeah he shoots 80s lightning at the guy and it but it basically is like a like a lightning lasso thing because he pulls the henchman in close and then like you know when he gives him more bad news he picks him up by the neck and is holding him Mm -hmm. up and he's like boss please and Mm -hmm. he puts him down and he's like i promise we'll get that mandroid and then just like one last (laughs) super dickish move reeves is like and he grabs him by the balls yeah and like the guy's already like you know promised everything and then it just kind of gives a smirk like yeah he's like i did it because i just tasered you in the balls (laughs) you better you better do what you say you're gonna do he's like oh boss no yeah but i I was kind of set up like we've we've Mm -hmm. seen some more bits of reeves working on himself Yeah, but yeah. we still don't know why. Um, but oh, they yeah. they have gotten there basically because the they've sent Spot off. Okay, okay. They're, yeah, they, they're camped in the woods. Mm-hmm. They've sent Spot to go find the place and then report back so they know where to go. Spot comes back, but is freaking out and mm-hmm. is just like shooting lasers at all of them. And Ninja's like, "Fuck that thing!" and just katana swords that thing to death. Yep. <laughs> and she's like spot no so and then but from the the smoke <laughs> of his death of spots death comes yeah. like a little help me obi-wan kenobi your our only hope hologram yep of um, reeves's head yes. going turn back now this is your only warning yeah you're all gonna die so peace out mm-hmm. and, and then she just kind of like I hope Spot's okay and goes over which the thing is in fucking pieces yeah. and had evil head smoke inside of well, it. Well, I mean, you know, magical f- 
mine fish catching ninja hit him with a sword. So I know, yeah, I know. I would expect expect the little tiny robot to blow up into mm-hmm. a million pieces. But He's she magical. does. She does rejigger a couple of parts and put them together, and then on the screen it says castle over here. Try the yeah. try the the air conditioner duct. <laughs> And they're like, sweet, let's go do that. I mm-hmm. think it's called an exhaust port. Whatever. <laughs> they didn't call it that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they roll up on the on the castle. Yep. And Mandroid's just banging on the gate to you know. Well, so yeah, he's like, all right, you guys, you do the stealth yeah. thing. I'm just gonna. And so they draw their fire. Yeah. Well, he they, goes over and like uses his Mandroid strength to take off a thing, uh, <laughs> like a, a gate, so that they can go in the the duck system or yes. whatever. But yeah. he's like, I'm gonna, you know. I'm going to go knock on the front door. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's just shouting. And, and they, well, and they're, they go inside and mm-hmm. there's a giant fan. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, how are we going to get through it? Which they could have seen from the entrance. Come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was like right there. Yeah. But they get up to it and they're like, well, Harry in particular well, is like, what the hell is this? It's so close <laughs> that like when they're standing there going, shit, there's a giant choppy fan here. They turn around and there's dudes like about to get them. Looking in there. Looking like- in, it's like, Mandroid, you could have shot that with your torpedo arm mm-hmm. or something yeah. and taken care of the yeah. fan. But no. Ninja yeah. guy is staring at the fan. He's like, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. I got this, bro. <laughs> More chance to use ninja powers. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he jumps through it. Yeah. Yeah. Slow-mo jumps between the blades. Now, this is a pretty good stunt. It like, is. Like, because he does like a little flip through. Yeah, as well. he does. He jumps head first mm-hmm. through this fan that's probably running pretty slow. But but then his feet even are like at the right angle. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's it looks. Good. It's like all right, get body down, feet down. Okay, through. You know, cause yeah. You yeah. Have to imagine the fans still. Coming yeah, around. and then turns around and just roundhouse kicks the engine of this thing, and it <laughs> blows up. Yeah, and they're both like, "Holy Whoa. shit! Did you see <laughs> that? Just fucking ninja that fan. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's like blue. And he's like, yeah, ninja, ninja. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So no. then and they they drop down into this, you know map room from Raiders of the Lost mm-hmm. Ark type area and it's just filled with Roman artifacts and they're like well what's going on here I mean what what's this all about mm-hmm. and they they just kind they, of, they basically jump to the conclusion they're like oh shit he's perfected he's perfected time, time travel, travel <laughs> and he's obsessed with Roman shit he's probably going to go make himself a Caesar yeah Jul- he specifically he's making himself look and he's going to take over for Julius Caesar well I mean they just said Caesar, but that's a, yeah, that's a generic but, title. But yes. Yeah. But yeah. So they're just like, oh, OK, well, then we've we've got to get a move on. You know, let, let's get out of here. <laughs> and so they all go to leave. And Harry's like, I'll just take this one thing. This looks pretty sweet. Picks mm-hmm. it up. And of course, alarm goes off when he does. And he tries to put it back and the alarm doesn't go off. And he's like, ah, hell, we don't see what happens to them because then Mandroid's back out in the courtyard. And, you know, all the dudes are out there going to, you know, he there, there's big shooting battle here between Mandroid and the 800 guards dressed in polo shirts and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> hockey jerseys and other weird things. Um, it's it's just a lot of dudes getting kind of wrecked. Yeah. And then eventually Mandroid's like, go home. And the rest of them just fuck off and yep. leave. <laughs> and that's when Reeves gets on the intercom. Yeah, because Mandroid's like, okay, you can let me in now. Yeah, there's nobody else. You're helpless, Reeves. My friends like, have broken in and put a virus in your computer and shit, and you're not <laughs> going back in time. And he's like, oh, really? And then throws the door open, and prisoners all come out. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been caught somehow between the last scene and yeah. and now. Yeah, actually, you didn't you didn't fuck everything up until the prisoners. Yeah, came until out. after because he just came out and got surrounded by guns immediately. Oh, okay. which which I thought was funny because it was like, yeah. he could have started shooting before the entire courtyard filled up with dudes with guns, mm-hmm. like. 
but I guess he had whatever plan, distraction Be plan. a mandroid. Yeah. Mandroid. Well, if, you know, if he draws out all of the people that, that's supposed to free up his friends, but right. they were already captured. Yeah. Off off, off camera. Yeah. Yeah. But so because that was his trump card. He's yeah. like, well, OK, I don't need to do anything. They're going to fuck yeah. up your computers. Right. So like, you're screwed oh, yes. anyway. Here they are. And, yeah. the, and, and yes, Magical Ninja starts this again because mm-hmm. like he's dropped your weapons and he takes off his arm. And that's when Ninja's like, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. And. Starts kicking everybody, mm-hmm. and everybody goes and immediately goes into let's fight mode. Yep. Yes, yeah. they all get guns, and but yeah. But then everyone runs away, and yes. it's just the four of them left, mm-hmm. and him yelling at Reeves again. And Reeves is like, "Okay, here like, I come." Yeah, <laughs> and you just see the shot of the door. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, he's gonna explode out that door. Fuck yeah, he is. I f- I thought for sure he was gonna have freaking a mobile unit, his own mobile unit. Yeah. yeah, he should have. I was really hoping for it. I, but he didn't. I think it's better what he has. It's kind of cool. He comes out. I don't know if it had been shaped like a fucking chariot. Man. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I you got yeah. me now. Might have been way. written that way. But <laughs> yeah. he's like he's like Roman Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. He's he like Centurion Iron Man yeah. with that big shield from the beginning with and the gold shield. And he's younger. Yeah. And you know he's just he's ready to go. Guaranteed by Eliminators Two, brought to you by the BMF Cast uh-huh. Productions. Yes. Um He will be writing a fucking. Chariot. Iron Man chariot. Unit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, he comes out and he's like, so, Mandroid, guess what? I have all the same capabilities you do. Mm-hmm. But better. And, <laughs> and yeah. Taste my laser. And then <laughs> he Suck just... laser, Mandroid. <laughs> he just fucking mercs Mandroid. Yeah. Like, Mandroid has... <laughs> like Whipped his ass. He gets, like, one shot in, and he's like, Mandroid. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> So, did you shoot a bottle rocket at me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get out of here with that shit. Yeah. I mean, and he just keeps shooting Mandroid. Mandroid's yeah. like, oh no, fuck. And the other three are like, wow, well, we should probably do something. Mandroid's yeah. getting yeah. murdered. And they're like, what are we going to do? And he's like, oh, you know that sweet lightning power I had in my gauntlet? Put in the shield. <laughs> and he just goes, wah, with a shield. And it just creates an invisible woman barrier around them yeah. off his shield somehow. I don't yeah. know why. It's just purple lightning dome yeah. around them. Purple lightning dome. And it starts to shrink and, you know, Harry's like, uh, this thing is shrinking. Meanwhile, Mandra is just getting murdered to death. Like, he is just crumpled in a yeah. pile. And, you know, Reeves <laughs> is just like, ta-ta. Hmm, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Time to go to He's like, I'm off to rule the Roman Empire yeah. now. See you. And, <laughs> and then, and then, just to be a dick, shrinks the thing yeah. on them a little bit. They're like, oh no, it's shrinking. Right. So they look over and they see the crumpled corpse of Mandroid. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, hey, Mandroid, get up. You know, come on. And yeah. Mandroid... Come on, boy. Come on. Yeah. He, he, yes. <laughs> he starts to... Come he on, gets boy. up and hobbles over to them. And then she's like, no, don't touch it. It'll kill you. And he's like, I'm going to touch it. And so he does, which short circuits the thing and kills Mandroid. Like, yep. Mandroid falls Dead. over and Ninja goes, he's dead. Well, see, Raid the, the, kills the Mandroid this, dead. The way this is set up is it should have, like, juiced him up and superpowered him. Fuck yes. yes. That's where you're all like, oh, mm-hmm. man, Mandroid's going to take all the power of that lightning and yep. he's going to go fuck him up. Yeah. No. No. He's just fucking dead. Mandroid's dead. Mm-hmm. Never see him again. And they mourn him for half a second. They're like, Mandroid's uh, dead. Come on, we gotta go yeah. stop him from ruling the Roman he, Empire, right. which, okay. I mean, priorities. I understand Sure, that. yeah. As I pointed out, Mandroid's red laser eye was still on. I know. That means there's hope. Mandroid 2. Yeah. <laughs> or Eliminators 2, Mandroid's Revenge. <laughs> sure. But, yeah, so they go in and, oh no, the time machine just 
he's getting in the Vanish. time pod. Yeah. And they're like, uh, well, how do we stop this? And, and you know, Reeves is just like, you can't. I'm gone. See ya. Yeah. And he vaporizes out of there. And they're mm-hmm. watching this readout of yeah, him going like, back in well, time. Well, he's in transit. Yeah. Maybe we can we just can... crack the code. Yeah. All we need to do is crack the code. And we can do it. Which they don't. And Harry's just like, I should have gone into computer programming. This is bullshit. And just punches the keyboard. He drags his hand across the keyboard. <laughs> just And then pop, punches yep. it one good time. Mm-hmm. And there, all the computer components that are glued to this wall just start sparking. And he's like, whoa, look what I did. Yeah. And the computer display just <laughs> yeah, rolls back. At first back. it's at 15 BC. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it goes. Yeah. It's like to 450 BC. <laughs> no, 450 million BC. Right. right sorry. And so they got to this. Yeah, and just, it says something. I forget what age it's called, but yeah. it's like Ciliolithic or something. Something like that. Yeah. But it just it's cuts Ciliolithic. to... <laughs> yeah. it's just, All the dinosaurs are just like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> well, you just Grar. cut to this primordial ooze scene with a rock, and you see the the guts of the time machine land on it and immediately collapse in on itself. <laughs> and explode. <laughs> and then he pops out like, I'm here! Where the fuck am I? <laughs> and then realizes where he is and just both hands up in the air, just like, no. And they're and they're looking at the screen like, well, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's ruler of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they're all like, all right. Yes. And freeze frame on them just like being happy yeah. about him being stuck in yeah. the Ciliolithic age. Um, and I'd just like to point out if the screen said 15 BC, obviously wasn't going to be Julius Caesar. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Good point. <laughs> point well taken. Yeah. Augustus, perhaps. <laughs> okay. Yes. Perhaps. Dick Hedis. <laughs> Biggest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, freeze frame right on freeze there. Like, hey, we did it. Thumbs yeah. up. And then over. And you're like, well, but Android. <laughs> He's supposed Mandroid to walk in and go, I'm okay, and, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but no. He's actually dead. Yeah, he should walk in and be like, what I miss? <laughs> what happened to him? I need resolution on my whole story arc. We can't leave him there. I've got to go kill him. And did then he, we have... Did he at least tell you who I was before he died? Did we establish who my wife and daughter are that I saw in a photo? Nah. Anything? No? Nope. He got half a kiss from Denise Crosby. He so did, yeah. He forgot all about it. And then she was immediately Possibly dead family. <laughs> Good job, by the way, to... Um, to eliminators uh-huh. for it was the Silurian period. I oh, had to okay. had to mm, nice think about it and look it up. Is it four hundred forty three million years ago? Okay, pretty good, pretty uh, good. Yeah. I'll take we it. were so close. Someone had an encyclopedia. Good, yeah. good on them. Research, I like it. Within seven million years, I'll call nailed it. Okay, <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, the movie ends. It's over. Mm-hmm. And plays this out with a jamming little tune. Mm-hmm. Android. Yeah. So. I guess we rate this now. Fact check. It's Tiberius. I just looked, I was like, who was Emperor in 15 BC? Oh, just fucking <laughs> Google's amazing like that. What Google's amazing. Like Google's that. amazing. Yeah. So, um, so rating time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll go. All right. I, I don't know how I never saw this movie as a kid. I, I had literally, I mean, like, IMDb says it played in almost a thousand theaters. It was a thing. I mean, it's it just I I don't know if maybe like it played in a bunch of theaters where I wasn't and then never got a cable deal because I've never seen a frame yeah. of this movie. I would have dug the shit out of this as a kid. Mm-hmm. Easy to cut out the tadas. There's not really a whole lot of gory violence or anything. No, I mean well, it's got not, and there's not technically 
bare press either. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's yeah, a white should... <laughs> shirt that you can see right through because yeah, it's yes, wet. I'm, but yes, but mm-hmm. you know, PG movies around this time had flat out nudity in them. I mean, yeah. like Swamp Thing, Airplane, all those PG movies had sure. just tadas right there. So you know, clothed tadas is okay. Clothed wet tadas, <laughs> <laughs> easy, <Chuck. laughs> easy. But, you know, but I mean, it wouldn't have made like it onto like, yeah. It may not have made it onto cable right, or network right. TV. Um, Sunday night movies from Disney <laughs> presenting. Ta-da. And I, you know, I got a little worried about this movie during the whole boat thing because it just seemed like, okay, we got some boats, we're going to do some some serpentine driving, and that's going to be our action scene. And I was like, oh, this movie's not going to really go for it, but it does go for it. I mean, it does blow up some boats. You got random ninjas and cavemen, and it. I, I even like the fact that they offhandedly explained the presence of the cavemen by saying, oh, he was testing his time machine and brought some cavemen here and planted them in the woods. You know, it's just like. Could happen. Uh, okay, sure. I mean, this... And it was weird, too, towards the end when they're going through his lair, and it's like this started reminding me of Order of the Black Eagle a bit. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, it. he really should, like you were saying, have been converting all these dudes into, like, Roman soldiers. Like, just been like, I'm so in love with this stuff. You guys are going to dress up like centurions, and it's going to be awesome. They, they didn't quite tap into the whole Roman thing until it was too late. You kind of needed a few more scenes of him ramping up his mm-hmm. plan. But overall, I think this movie is so completely crazy and goofy and just it never stops for a second for you to go, wait a minute, this is dumb. It's just like, th- this is awesome. It's a man tank and, you know, lady and ninja and Han Solo going on an adventure mm-hmm. with a robot buddy and <laughs> and a, and his robot buddy. Yeah, his robot robot buddy's robot buddy. Right. So I'm going to give it four jocks. I had a good time with this movie. I, I, I kind of don't want to say it's a bad movie. I mean, it's a low budget, mm. cheesy thing, but it's kind of like, to me, Chopping Mall in a way, in that it's super low budget and therefore kind of cheesy. But if it had a little bit more money, it would have been considered pretty awesome. Yeah, but I mean, it's also a blatant rip. I mean, I guess I'll go ahead and talk. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. I, I mean, it's a blatant rip off of the entire Star Wars trilogy, not just Star Wars. Because, I mean, beat for beat, it's like, it's pretty much the entire Star Wars trilogy. Sure. Um, which is not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not knocking for that. that. That is far from what I'm doing. I'm just saying, by its very derivative nature in that way, I, I would think it would definitely qualify as a bad movie. Well, I mean, I mean it, I'm not... it's, it's just it's so much point for point is what I mean. I'm like, not super passionate about saying, no, no, it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I. it just seems like a couple of dollars away from being something. Yeah. So. Okay. I, I just, I mean, the beginning is like, all right, let's set it all up, and here's mysterious guy, and you need to find other person, you know, person has to find other person in order to make thing happen, and right. then it's like, okay, we're here, we're in a thing, and now it's constantly breaking down, and you know, Empire Strikes Back, absolutely, and, you know, falling in the water, and you know, and then you get the Ewok caveman at the end. I mean, it's like it's beat for beat, pretty much the entire Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, but um, as you said, I I don't know how I never saw anything about this movie like only kind of peripherally aware of it by people uh, recommending it like Mm -hmm. i I wouldn't have even been aware of it at all Mm -hmm. um and that's a shame because i would have watched this movie probably 50 to 100 times by now at this point in my life Mm -hmm. um that being said i i loved it i it's a movie that gives me mind fishing ninjas and tank guys and (laughs) Mm-hmm. kind of everything I've it's basically the other thing besides that I will say is it's also 
pretty much like the most direct template I've ever seen for Far Cry, Far Cry Blood Dragon. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Like when you're when you're thinking, why why don't I like Kung Fury and these kind of things? Mm-hmm. I say because a movie like this exists. So that thing can fuck itself a thousand times because <laughs> this movie is just as crazy and it's completely sincere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I give it five jocks. I would give it more had we to give it be- only because like this is the kind of thing that is everything earnest that we look for in a bad movie like and and goes in the stupid places that we want everything to do but just you know most of the time can't handle it properly like they're like well what if what if what if and then they become that guy that was like drawing de- you know heavy metal things in the back of class it's like okay guy you got too many ideas <laughs> pare it down and yeah. also like put it back in your pants cuz like good god <laughs> You're way too excited about this. And that's what I feel like is the problem with Kung Fury. It was just like, yeah. what about this and this? And this? And this? <laughs> Shut up, guy. Like, it, you can put some of these things in there, but make it good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, th- yes, all the awards to this movie. Cool. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I didn't quite like it as much as you, but I'd say it's definitely a four jocks winner. I mean, it's got that same vibe as, you know, it's it's like the Charles Band stuff where like Trancers and Zone Troopers where it's just like, man, I wish I had seen this when I was younger because mm-hmm. this is just there's a fun factor to all of it, you know, and it's and it's interesting in that they're able to pull in, you know, like the cavemen and make it work because it's like, OK, they got a fucking time machine. They yeah. probably. Yeah. That's how they got ended up with these guys. Because because while it was happening, I was like, the fuck is this? <laughs> right. You know, and then one of you mentioned, yeah, they got a time machine. I was like, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's, I, I think BJ said it during the movie. You said, it, this is like a D&D campaign. Absolutely. Where mm-hmm. it's just suddenly they're like, all right, well, they got here. And then there were cavemen, you know? <laughs> or then, and what they, do you do? Yeah. Or they get well, there and they fight the bad guy. And suddenly he has a super laser and mm-hmm. you don't. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's just there's there's a fun aspect of just like it's chaotic in that it feels like they're writing it as they're going along, but it all works because it's so sincere about it and it's jokey in the right points. And it's just it keeps moving too. like like I don't really think that the movie slows down for much Mm -mm. that, you know, that would ruin the pacing. But I, I just I don't know why I can't can't quite go five. I, I think because usually when I, I know a five when I've watched it, I'm like, fuck yes. And I'm just not quite there, but this is a very, very solid four. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I don't feel like it's a five because I didn't have that like joyous exuberance leaving the quote unquote theater um, when we were done, but it's just, it's just fun. Like 90% of the movie. And Stealing or borrowing whatever it wants to borrow from whatever it, you know, happens to have borrowed it from. Still, to me, it didn't feel stale. It's just, it's just a, an ambitious idea that falls a little bit short in budget for budgetary reasons. Um, and, you know, for probably a couple other reasons. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I don't know how I don't know how I miss this one either. Like this, this is a thing that I would have watched for sure, mm-hmm. um, and and probably watched. Like I I would have gotten out the tape, and 
if I had seen this come on again and taped it. Um, but like that that D and D campaign thing, it like your party meets sort of randomly at taverns or at weird spots, and then they go, they have an encounter in the woods, they have an encounter on the on the river, they have an encounter you know, leading up to the big bad mm-hmm. who we've seen before, but now he's, you know, bigger and badder. It's like, it's like Castle Ravenloft or any other number of standard D&D campaigns. It just feels like beat for beat, it's got a nice story pace to it. Um, and, and it you doesn't... know, you got, you got the ninja, you got all the classes, you got a, a <laughs> fighter, a cleric. Yeah. A, robot. Robot, yeah. <laughs> ninja. Wait, I just realized we had robots, ninjas, and pirates in this. Yeah, yeah, and cavemen. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't waste time by showing you the characters resting. Like, there's no like, let's sit around and and character develop. Mm-hmm. No but sitting it around the fire. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't need it either. Which is they they put all the character development while they're going somewhere. So it mm-hmm. you see them wrapping up whatever scene they've just finished sleeping or or you know resting for whatever they they're never just sitting. It, everyone's always on the go and that helps that helps a mm. lot because the, the movie never feels boring yeah so not at all so four jocks definitely um that's a good one that's yeah. a lot of fun yeah fucking good robot good robot good robots buddy mm-hmm. um the <laughs> mobile unit mobile unit is fucking <laughs> dumb as that sounded turned out to be really good <laughs> Despite the fact that it looks fucking janky, I wonder where that thing is. Like, yeah. Or if it if it's just been turned into scrap by now. Um, I wonder if that would be the most unwieldy, kick-ass, obscure <laughs> costume in the world to wear mm-hmm. to a convention or something. Oh, man. I can't even imagine. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Six feet of Your of back tread. would be wrecked by the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you are yeah. leaning forward. Actually, yeah. you just make it out of a uh, Segway and cardboard, cardboard. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Or yeah. if you have like an old rascal scooter. <laughs> yeah, you can oh, do that man. too. Hot tip for you cosplayers out mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself a $5,000 Segway. And... I also love that it's called Eliminators just because that sounds cool. Yeah, no one ever says that. It, like, yeah. it never has <laughs> nothing to do with to the do movie. whatsoever with the movie. Nope. <laughs> but it just sounds awesome. Yeah, it does. That's right. Yep. Well, let's take a break, shall we? Okie dokie. All right, and welcome back. Hey, hey, Bamcast. Hey, second half, hey. Bamcast. It's time we talk about some Ooh. other movies. Cool, Chuck. You saw some movies? I did. I've, I've, for like the first time in six weeks, watched other movies. Talk to us about. Uh, them. Okay. Um. So uh, first up, I watched London Has Fallen. London. Mm. And uh, good call. That movie is not as good as Olympus Has Fallen, but it is a big dumb fun movie. It's sure, sure correct. It's dumb. It's fun. It's just the right amount of bullshit that you want. I have two issues with it. One being that the digital effects are terrible. Holy God, yeah, they're bad. Yeah, there are a bad. couple that are really bad. There are just some... I mean, obviously, you can't blow up London, but just... I've seen movies that do a pretty convincing job of it, and this was just like, oh, man, that's bad. <laughs> that's really bad. Um, the other thing is that I still don't get Gerard Butler. Like, 
why this increasingly doughy kind of nondescript dude is in these things. Like, I don't know what the appeal is past 300. Like, 300 Gerard Butler, yeah, I get it. Like, that dude should be in a lot of things, but he's just doughy man now, and it's like, eh, he's not that compelling. Um, this has, like, there's a lot of opportunities for one-liners in this from from him, and it's not his fault, but most of them just end up being fuck you. Like, he'll just murder mm-hmm. terrorists, and every single time he's just like, fuck you, blam, blam, blam. You know, that the first couple of those are all right, but then like when you get to the fifth one and you're like, dude, say anything else. <laughs> I, I kind of like that he's not like super clever like that. He's just like, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck. I guess, but... But it is well, weird how many fucks he gets across yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Um, but it just seems like Gerard Butler doesn't enjoy being in movies. I can't, You kind of get that. Like, he's just like, I'm doing this because they're paying me and mm-hmm. I have no other career options, really. Yeah. I'd really like to retire, but yeah, they keep it's, throwing it's, money at me. It's kind of like modern Bruce Willis, almost. I don't except, he's except, at that except level he cares. Of, yeah. But it, it's like, you know, you think about like diehard Bruce Willis and the guy's like, man, this situation's fucked. But mm-hmm. he seems like he's kind of having some fun with it. Yeah. Whereas Gerard Butler never seen like, I don't know if it's just pure roles or acting or what, but it never seems like his character. I don't know. He doesn't in the has fallen movies to me a lot like yeah. he has some good jokey times with Aaron Eckhart and yeah stuff. that's true they they do have good back and forth bullshit yeah. um the the movie I mean it's the the sheer boldness of the first one still wins that movie for me because the plan that is hatched to take over the White House is just insane and does not stop like it, it, the planning that had to have gone into that is insane like you couldn't imagine that this is kind of like it's a bunch of littler steps that lead to things. It's mm-hmm. this movie is like an entire season of 24 crammed into yeah. a two hour thing. And it's it's good. It just doesn't match up to that first one, which was just out of its mind. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Just nonstop crazy. Yeah, so, but I'd say I'd say it's better than like the Taken sequels. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, oh, as, far as, like, as far as like bad. drop off, you know, I'm oh, like, yeah. first Taken is awesome. And then it's like, well, that's shit. And wow, that's even shittier. Yeah, no, I still loved the hell out of this. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. And dudes get wrecked. I mean, there are some dudes who get fucking wrecked and it's like, oh man, yes, murder that guy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. It does a real good job of like, oh man, murder that guy. Do it. Yes. Okay. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, so that's recommended. Then uh, I finally watched 2016's Ghostbusters. Oh, Answer yeah. the call. Which Ghostbusters. Is what it's called in the movie. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Um, <sighs> <laughs> After a summer of defending it, Chuck's I, chickens have I, come I, home to roost. I very diplomatically said on Twitter that I am glad that movie exists for the people who like it. Mm-hmm. I, it it's otherwise Chuck fine. Like, I watched it and it never made me angry. I was never upset by it. It was just like, there's a lot of missed potential here. Um, it seemed like, I, and I guess my frustration with it is that it's from seemingly so many people, funny people involved with it in some way, shape or form. There wasn't that much funny happening. It was just a lot of like normal dialogue being shouted as if like louder means funnier from mm-hmm. everybody. It, when they would get into like a scripted comedy bit, like whenever, whenever they would interact with uh, Chris Hemsworth, like those bits were really good because they were they were obviously written to be mm-hmm. bizarre and weird interactions. But everything else is just kind of like talking, and a lot of it is just like, okay, this is dialogue. It's not really there's nothing here. So I just was increasingly frustrated with 
the lack of funny being put into this movie supposedly being made by a ton of funny people who I found funny on many other occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it's a thing. It's fine. Absolutely don't hate it. Um, I, I will say that I saw the extended version, which is about 15 minutes longer. I don't know how much that differs from what the version everyone else saw. I don't know if it's one of those where they just threw in a bunch of additional line reads and made scenes feel like they were going on and on and on. Yeah. I bet that's what they did. So yeah. sometimes, that, I mean, certain movies that really breaks the movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not again. You know, I'm not on the Ghostbusters defense force. Yeah, so. I I don't know if it was. I I don't know if a shorter running time. I don't know if the theatrical cut of that would have been better for me. I I and I'm not really mm-hmm. interested in going back and finding out. Um, I will say one thing of note that was really weird about it is that they kind of left the 3D conversion stuff in it, where the effects were breaking out from the black bars. Because it was two thirty-five to oh, one. Oh, that's kind of neat. But like the the streams and the ghost effects were all breaking out of the the frame and into the black areas. Huh. Um, it was interesting, but after a while, you're kind of like, why? Why did they do this? Why? You know, it's this particular cut is not. I'm not watching the 3D version, so yeah. why are those effects in there? I wonder if they just thought it would be neat and were like, oh, that maybe. looks kind of cool. I mean, maybe it, it didn't. It didn't like I, there. Nothing about that made me angry or made me detract from it. I was just this is the one weird time I've seen that, and it's just been like, this is strange that they kind of left this in without. I I don't know. It just I don't know. Um, I like Kate McKinnon in it. Uh, I wish I had watched the movie that was apparently playing in her character's head that she's reacting to because <laughs> her reactions are great, but it's like she's in a different universe than the rest of this movie. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen like first person from her character's point of view for the entire thing. That movie is probably the hardcore good. Henry version of yeah, something like that. Cause I have a feeling she was seeing hardcore probably Holtzman. like 10 times more chaos and, and zany things mm-hmm. happening. So I don't know. I think she's just more bewildered by the world in general. Maybe fascinated by the world in general, I should say, but the movie's fine and I still have my dick. So, <laughs> oh. It wasn't taken. Oh. No, it wasn't. I didn't have to. Did your old copies disintegrate? No, they're still on the my files shelf. corrupted. No, have, still you, right. have you tried to watch them since you saw this? It's true. Mm-hmm. This man has no dick. <laughs> I, you know, no, mm-hmm. but they're still there. Mm-hmm. So technically, yeah. they still exist. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I, your your feelings definitely kind of sound like they mirror what happened when I eventually saw Bridesmaids, and I think I saw the extended cut mm-hmm. of that. Where it was just like, wow, this plane scene never ends, does it? Yeah. You know, and it's probably a lot of that similar stuff. Yeah. There were there with. were bits where it's just like two characters are just going back and forth riffing with each other. And you're like, okay, this was probably extraneous bullshit that got cut, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And you just mm-hmm. thought it was super funny and you yeah. put it back in. But it's just like, anytime that happens, like the alternate line read stuff that they feed back into movies always bothers me because you can see the jarring cuts of this doesn't make sense. This isn't a conversation because you're obviously taking two wildly different bits mm-hmm. and stitching them together. So there's some of that and that always drives me crazy. But so I just want to interject one thing real quick. Um, uh, you're wrong in every way. No, just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Okay. Kidding. Um, you're allowed to have an opinion regardless of what we say to each other in our Slack chat every day. Mm. Um, <laughs> your opinion is maybe valid. Um, <laughs> But I saw a selection of, and it may be one of the DVD Blu-ray extras, uh, I saw a selection of deleted scenes from Kate McKinnon's uh, line reads. Uh And I kind of wish I hadn't because it kind of, like, it kind of makes that character less funny because they're really 
ones that should have been cut and nobody really should have seen them. Mm -hmm. There are a couple here and there that are just like, just because of Kate McKinnon's goofiness, they're funny. And I just find her in most of the way she's trying to be funny. Yeah. Um, I kind of wonder if some of those got edited back into the version I saw. Probably. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that seems like, I don't know if this is a Paul Feig thing. I don't know if this is just the way that comedies get made this, these days. Um, because I don't pay as much attention to film as you guys do. Um, so I will both make this statement and pause it. Um, it seems like this, like, unceasing riffing on scenes is kind of a bad thing for movies. Like, I almost feel like if somebody has a vision for dialogue and writes it and it's, and they're good at being funny and the actors deliver, you know, considered and, and well-timed performances of those lines, I feel like that's probably going to turn out better than just people just riffing on, like, just, okay, your character says something funny, so go say something funny. Yeah. And they, they, like, these people may be writers themselves, like, you know, they're all comedians, so they all have to write their material, generally, um, unless you're... Never mind. Um, I was going <laughs> to insult a comic whose name I couldn't remember. Um, yeah, suck for, it, that guy. Yeah, for plagiarizing... Uh, Carlos Mencia. That's it, Carlos mm-hmm. Mencia, yep. thank you. Yeah. Um, but I think carefully considered dialogue, and and I, and I maybe maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think maybe Ghostbusters the first was more... Obviously, I know who wrote it, but I don't feel like it was just like a series of just no, make a joke I, until I think they knew what they were going in to say that day and they were just had it yeah. in, it was up to them to how I'm going to say it right it's setups and punchlines yeah. with <laughs> improv now it's random out of left field thing yeah say it's, a it's thing not, that's funny it's not okay here's here's your setup for the joke and now someone has the punchline to deliver it's never that anymore it's it's the aristocrats yeah it's it's <laughs> I'm escalate I'm going to say this thing and yeah. everyone's going to go <gasps> escalate and get louder yeah. and louder's funnier right yeah. And, yeah. I, I feel like the the right way to do it is either a you need to be like a writer slash star, and then you know what you can change because you wrote it originally. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh well, yeah. now that I'm in the scene and I'm in the character, you know, I know that now I know how they would, they would respond this way right. and not how I put it on the page. Now that we felt this scene you know, out, we figure maybe we rework the dialogue yeah. a little bit. Now, granted, I'm not going to say like I'm not suddenly placing them on some higher pantheon, but like you know, like the Seth Rogen crew comes to mind because most of their movies are mostly ad-libbed. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got a rough draft for a script and then it's like, all right, now let's go wacky in scenes. Doesn't always work, but I'm saying they're, they're the writing crew plus the people doing it and they all kind right. of get writing credit on it. So yeah. I think it kind of works for them. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think like a good script for even allowing improv should be written out and then discussed on set. You know, like, I don't think it should be completely improv in front of the cameras. Yeah. Like, I mean, to me, that's it's kind of amateur hour, you know, like it, and it, it, 99% of the time it comes across that way. And I, and I feel like so many of these comedies we've talked about over the last probably three or four years have had too much of that. Yeah, you know, I think the ones yeah. that we really enjoy are mostly scripted with, you know, some improv slash change whatever on the fly. Mm-hmm. You know, those are what I think that's just what almost always works better. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just wanted to kind of explore that because it because that's what that reminded me sure. of was like all of this ad lib comedy and it and then that 
reminds me of all of the just terrible shit that you see at improv nights and like people just throw out the first thing that comes to mind. 900% of it is bullshit. Every six months you get somebody who lands a fucking joke. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, that may be part of the problem with this, with this movie. And again, I, I was super high on it mm-hmm. uh, when I, uh, when I saw it in the theater and I still even, you know, thinking about it and seeing, I haven't watched it again, but seeing some of the, you know, some of the bits from that movie come through over and over again, I feel like that maybe has, as is a weak point of this movie and, um, and other comedies. Yeah. I only because Recent comedies, I, I should say. I, I'm going to lie. I said, I was only going to talk about one movie, but I'm going to bring up another one quickly only because Cal in the chat kind of made me think about the fact um, I think the exception to the rule is the faux documentary style movies and, and also television um, because I, I watched the movie mascots. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago when they had a teaser for it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's the new Christopher guest movie that mm-hmm. they put out on Netflix. So, you know, number one, you have a group of people that have worked with each other for now going on 20 plus years. I think waiting for government was around 96, I think somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Anyway, um, and, and some of them even longer than that. So to me, like it works when you're pretty much surround yourself by the, mostly the same people every time. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think just there must be something in our brains that that accept improv more when it's in a documentary style because we're expecting people not to be like how people like characters should act. They're acting like how people would act, mm-hmm. which is why I think Office, Parks and Rec, all these things work as well. And you, you know, you watch the behind the scenes of that. That is like. 99 probably 90 percent improv mm-hmm. yeah they probably like yeah like michael needs to be a dick boss and you know here's the end point but everything else is up to you steve mm-hmm. carell well yeah. yeah and they also have established characters that, right you know characters that they've been working on for years yeah yep. so, so how I'm many seasons did that go like a 40 uh, like nine but i'm saying like for some reason it seems like it works better and, and i feel like i'm more easily accepting to the improv style when it's a Vodok kind of things. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes, that kind of makes sense because I think you get more natural reactions out of somebody when they hear a line of dialogue for the first time mm-hmm. rather than reading it over and over and over and over again and having to pretend you've heard it right. or not heard it before. Yeah. But uh, quick, uh, yeah. I mean, if you like Christopher Guest stuff, you should watch Mascots. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, right. kind of a no brainer. You probably already did if you're. I guessed that <laughs> people should watch it if they like. <laughs> yes. Uh, sure. But the but the movie I actually want to talk about, <laughs> so, um, sorry, the one sorry, that sorry. I plan to talk about, uh, it's going to be kind of an anti recommendation. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Okay, it's, it's going to be a big anti recommendation. I watched the Neon Demon, Nicholas Winding Refn's new movie. I think that's how. Is it Winding it. or Winding? I thought it was Winding. Anyone want to correct me? Oh, Windy Nick. I don't know. <laughs> sure. NWR. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So NWR made, uh, you know, another movie. Um, So, you know, this is like, uh, this is an actual like Amazon movie. Uh, Like their logo comes up at the front, which I don't know that I've ever seen Mm -hmm. um, before, Mm -hmm. even though despite seeing things that I think were original Amazon style movies and series, um, which, which leads me to the thought that, man, I sure like when you don't have a lot of films in your catalog. I would love to have been in the room when he walked in with this movie and said, I've made this movie that you gave me carte blanche on and here it is. 
and just watch the ex- Amazon executives slowly go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. I I don't even know how like to talk about like the plot of this movie without, I mean, a I don't know if you want to spoil it, but it it basically it basically deals with the world of fashion. Um, L, L is it L or Ellie? I don't ever never L. Ever, L. Yeah. L Fanning is mm-hmm. um like just moved to L.A. and you know is like got the thing that like none of the L.A. models have you know natural beauty kind of thing and so like they're all jealous because they're like oh I've had this done this does this done this done and she's just like I I'm me mm-hmm. you know and they're all just like fuck you um but so that's like the crux of the entire movie is is basically beauty jealousy and all of that and. By the end of the movie, it goes into fucking Lars von Trier neighborhood of what in the living fuck is happening <laughs> and why would anyone want to watch this? <laughs> I mean, granted, like we've always said, if if weird ass shit is your bag, you know, you like your Lars von Trier and you like your uh, Serbian films and all of this bullshit <laughs> out there, like by all means, great. You know, that's... That's awesome for you, but for us mere normal mortal folks, no fucking thank you on this movie. Because like, <laughs> I like off the air, I could tell you some things. Because I mean, that happened in this movie that would make you go, "Yeah, I don't want to watch that ever." <laughs> um, but I'm gonna because they're in like the last twenty minutes of the movie. I'm not gonna talk about them for fear yeah. that somebody might want to actually watch this. But I am in the strongest way possible urging you not to. The only positive I can give this movie is it has a pretty fucking awesome soundtrack. It's got that 80s lo-fi kind of not, you know, not um, chiptune kind of bullshit, but like that it follows kind of electronic kind of score. Synth Synth score, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's a badass soundtrack that... Man, I think it would be pretty good to listen to, but then I'd like it might draw (laughs) me back into scenes from that movie. So it's like, well, that's great, but no thank you. And... I, I don't know. The whole thing is presented. It's like Nicholas Winding Refn like wanted to like be both Lars von Trier and also Boz Lerman, if that makes any sense. <laughs> okay. Um, <Wow>. Yeah. Because <laughs> like the I mean the whole beginning of it is like presented in this like Boz Lerman esque uh, stage thing. Yeah. You know, like there's glitter and curtains and like his initials are like monogrammed on the curtains and like I said, it's yeah. I don't know. Just if you're going to watch it, I'm warning you and come back and tell me I'm wrong or right. That's fine. But man, I'm strongly urging you not to watch this movie. Every Nick is a winding reffin. Yes. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) I might watch it only because you know me. I like I like when people go for it. Sure. Like, sure. I'm, I mean, I'm going to make this fucking weird ass movie and I don't care. Colors and but yes, I know that that backfires a lot. Yeah, I, I am mean, fully I'm, aware I'm, I'm of that I'm just saying, like, there, there, are, there are positive... I mean, it, it's... You know, maybe you want to be a little bit of Kubrick there, too, because, like, he's framing shots with colors, and... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. and plus, it's it's, it's also, like, an, in, increasingly uncomfortable because, you know, Elle Fanning was, like, 15 or 16 when she made this. Hmm. I mean, I'm not I saying... I thought she was 18. Yeah, like, after it came out. Oh. <laughs> like... No, I mm. no, I mean it's like there's not I'm not saying there's like there's not nudity but there's like 
weird shit involving her. There's lots of weird shit. There's just weird shit throughout <laughs> this whole fucking movie. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And then you have Keanu Reeves showing up briefly for, to be even just even more despicable than. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Mackie, did you watch any weird shit? Uh, kinda. Okay. Uh, I finally watched an American Werewolf in London. You made it through it. I had never seen it before, <laughs> and it's on Amazon Prime uh, mm-hmm. for free. So I was like, "Well, shit," because because it, it was it was Halloween. I was like, "I need a spooky movie." So. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, everyone seems to regard this pretty highly, and that's it's good. Mm-hmm. It was not what I was expecting in any way. Yep, at all. Okay, it's kind of like it's almost like a short story made into a movie mm-hmm. rather than like a movie because it's it's really abrupt. Yes. Like it's it's one of those that's like wait. It, it feels like it spends its time on the wrong things almost mm-hmm. like, like it, it, I said on Twitter immediately after finishing it, I was like, you know how they say they don't make movies like that anymore. This is one of those movies. Cause this movie would never, ever, ever, ever get made this way in the modern day. No, nope. in no way whatsoever. Would it get made like that? Cause it's, and if you don't, believe that try watching in paris <laughs> oh god and they're like we have cg oh man i'd forgotten about that. Yeah. i was wondering i was i was thinking in my head as yeah he started because that was about what it. I was 97 like, is that the yeah. new one new no, no this is unquote. the one from like yeah. 1981 i couldn't remember yeah, which was yeah, the, this was the you know, john landis yeah, yeah. one. Oh, i was just saying if you want to yeah. see what happens when people are like who needs all that cool practical effects and mm-hmm. shit? yeah uh, i mean uh, speaking of practical effects that transformation scene is justifiably a classic yep like it is tremendous and it, there's some stuff in there it's like i don't know how you did this you know yep. and that's what those are always the best ones where like you know it's practical and you're like i don't know how you did that mm-hmm. and that's you know and, and it's also it's one of those movies where it's sold on its performances like everyone in it is giving exactly what you want out of them you know, even though, man, in the beginning, they're a couple of dumb fucks. <laughs> like, yes. like, it's one of those, like, I know horror movies, you do dumb things. But, like, when Brian Glover is doing his declarative British voice, <laughs> don't go in the moors, mm-hmm. stick to the roads. And they immediately go off the road and wander around in the moors. Yep. And then it's like, huh, what's that I hear? Oh, fuck, it's a werewolf. <laughs> and it's like, and they're, they're like, oh, yeah, we're running through the moors, getting back to the road, you know, and it's, ah. Uh, yeah. But it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, you ignored all the signs and now you're paying the price. But Whatever, old man. Yeah. But what definitely makes that movie is when his buddy comes back. Mm-hmm. Like that is by far like that. That's the reason that movie exists almost, I think, is like this idea that the dude who's haunting him is just like cheery and like basically <laughs> just like, yeah, man, it sucks being dead. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. it's not cool at all. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of lame. But, you know, you can help me out by killing yourself. Yeah. And like, those are his conversations as the movie. And as the movie goes on, he gets more and more decomposed as he's talking to him. And, you know, by the time they're having a conversation in a porn theater, while a porn called See You Next Wednesday is playing on the screen. Yep. And it's just like, (laughs) yeah. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like movie, like, what are you doing? Yeah. But it's so character based that I know. I'll probably like it more when I rewatch it. And I think that's a big part of like the love. So many people have is 
seeing it more than once because I mean, the first time you watch it, it's like, okay. And then it like ends ends. It's like, boom, we're done. Credits. Get the fuck out. (laughs) And you're like, wait, what? What? (laughs) I remember I saw that movie for the first time, actually like the first few times on regular television and was all, all always convinced that something was cut out of that ending because it was too abrupt. It was like, here's a scene and blam credits. I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, they must have cut out something r- really bad. And then I finally saw the actual version. I was like, oh no, that's how it ends. It just slams you right into credits. Like, oh, okay. Our story is mm-hmm. done. <laughs> so. Yeah. But it's very much like, it almost feels like a slice of life thing. Yeah. Like, like it's not, at all and it's not like there's this whole deeper meaning or like there's this oh he's got to get back to this it's just like nope here's this dude's story and you know he screwed yeah wrong place wrong time and you know carnage of the finale though is pretty oh my god like that that, and it's weird because it's been like i mean when when jack gets it early on it's pretty gory Mm -hmm. but it's like filmed darkly and then like the subway stuff, they're very good about not showing the wolf, except mm-hmm. for that one shot down the escalator that was like, fuck yes. Yep. Like, like, that is such an amazing shot that they do where it, because because they've been so patient throughout that entire sequence mm-hmm. where the guy's like alone in the subway and he hears it and he's like, okay, who's fucking around? And then like all the like almost every shot is of his face going, oh, fuck. Yep. And then him trying to run away. And then finally, when you get to see it right at the end. And it's like in a long shot going down that escalator. It's like, okay, you guys, you guys know exactly what the fuck you're doing. Yep. Yeah. And then it looks like shit during the Piccadilly Circus finale. (laughs) I mean, I mean, and that took away from it for a lot is that, you know, that effect doesn't look great. Okay. Like when the wolf is running around, like I've not seen it recently enough to to where I, when they actually show it, 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 and it it, like, I, I guess what bothered me is it didn't match up with the one that's in the transformation scene. Yeah. They look very different. But yeah, but when he, when it goes nuts in Piccadilly Circus, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Like they are not shying away from having cars smash people in between the cars and, you know, people getting thrown through windshields and just like insanity. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the, f-? like, yeah, that, that movie catches you off guard a lot, which I guess is a good thing, but I, I enjoyed it. It's not what I was expecting, but I, it's one of those movies I definitely expect to enjoy it more the next few times I watch it. Just because it's got that fun character base going on with it. Yep. So. I still want to know who started the See You Next Wednesday thing. Because it's it's between it's, the... It was Zuckers. a Zuckers. Landis thing. Well, yeah. it's a Landis and the Zuckers and Abrams people. They all did it. Like, it was like they all knew each other and it... Yeah, I think they, there were... Because I'm pretty like, sure like, in the, it was in the Kentucky Fried movie, too. Oh, I think, absolutely. I, I think that's the movie he goes to see. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, it goes, it goes back. Yep. Yeah. Landis is the one that really kept it going though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had, like the Zuckers kind of gave up on it, but Yeah. But yeah, and the soundtrack is so great. <laughs> like the songs they pick throughout that movie are yep. great. Mm-hmm. And then of course I watched Evil Dead too, because it was Halloween. Well, yeah. So yeah. and that's what I do every Halloween. I, I like that my wife has gotten into it now. Like she was like, Are we watching Evil Dead tonight? I'm like, Yeah. Of course. <laughs> it's Halloween. This this is what happens now. I watch Rocky Horror because that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched something that I'd never watched before instead of a tradition movie. Shocker. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's me uh, portraying the audience going, well, I watched a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't stop at one movie. What? 
I didn't stop at two movies. Did you stop at three? I didn't even stop at three movies. <laughs> Did you get to four? I stopped at three and a half movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, far too late to be starting a movie trilogy on uh, the night of Halloween. I decided decided to start watching the Scream quadrilogy. Mm. Um, quadrilogy. Yep. Um, it's a made up word, yeah. but yeah, all sure, words are made acceptable. up words. So yeah. whatever. You're made up. Yeah, I am. I'm made <laughs> up of Adams stardust. And um, so I'm going to, since it seems like this half is running long, I'm going to try to breeze through them a little bit. Um, have you have, what never seen any, any screams? Okay. No, I've seen Scary Movie, but I've not seen Scream. All right. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Somebody, I was one of those things like, we're watching Scary Movie. I'm like, okay, I'll be over here in the corner. Mm. Um, and Scary Movie is kind of funny. Um, mm. So that's two word review. Kind of funny. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um, I, it's not a masterpiece or anything. Whatever. Anyhow, back to the original point. Scream. Um, Scream one I thought was fairly smart, fairly clever. Um, I did not predict the killer at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also remained unaware all these years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I and I I said this uh, I as I was tweeting about what I was doing that I have no idea anything about the Scream franchise. Okay. I thought that I may know something, but it turns out I was completely wrong, um, which is good because I spent the movie going like, "Huh, is he? No, he's dead now. Is he? <laughs> no, he's dead now. Is it her? Mm-hmm. No, she's dead. Okay." Um, and so, you know, kind of got surprised at the end. Uh, spoiler alert, that movie, those movies came out in 1487. So, um, like, the the twist of it being two people, I was like, oh, okay, that explains a lot. Pretty good, pretty clever, hiding everything in plain sight fairly well. Also, a good bit of misdirection. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoyed it. It was not as, as much, like, cheesy shit as I thought it was going to be, even though I feel like it's a pretty it's pretty heavily playing a satire of of horror films um so pretty good i'd give that like a good rating <laughs> i'm not mm-hmm. going to put any numbers or letters or anything to it <laughs> all right um but i mean i thought it was i thought it was pretty damn good i enjoyed it a lot and um so i was like okay well might as well move on to scream 2 mm-hmm. um and in some ways, I like Scream 2 better. Um, I I feel like Scream 2 is a little more fun than Scream the first. Um, I don't think it takes itself, itself nearly as seriously, but it's still pretty good. Um, I, I think the twist at the end, you know, the, the twist that they put on the, um, on the first one is... A little bit dumb, but I didn't really see it coming, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah," because there's okay. no way to. There okay. is no way to predict that. Ending. They and and they don't do what, like if you pay if you pay attention during the first one, you can. I'm sure you can see that they telegraph it in some ways. Well, yeah, but they don't hide it in plain sight. They just hide it. Yeah, it's an Agatha Christie who done it, mm-hmm. where it's like. There are plenty of red herrings, but once they reveal it, you go, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The second one, nope. not so much. Like, nope. they just, instead of hiding it in plain sight, they just completely fucking hide it. They they hide everything away from you. And 
in that way, it's not as clever nearly as as Scream One, but I still really enjoyed it. I might have enjoyed it more than Scream One. I'm not sure. I yeah, you did. It, Chuck <laughs> wants me to. I know Chuck wants me to. I will Chuck say, is the internet defense force for Scream Two. I will yeah. say the car crash scene and the scene in the studio are the two best scenes in that series. Yeah, yeah. like like they um, are just the best constructed set pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, when out you think of all of it, when you think Dewey's gonna die in that the whole sequence with mm-hmm. the with the soundproof glass, right? That is one of the best things I've ever seen in a horror movie because mm-hmm. it is like a character you legit do not want to die, and then how it plays out is just tragic as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that whole sequence is amazing. Like you just don't get, you know, most horror movies just have characters who's like, oh, well, that guy died. Who cares? But like this was like le- like people in the theater were screaming like, no, you will not. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So my, I'll throw, throw in my two cents about Scream 1 versus Scream 2. All right. um, since they're both done by Wes Craven, I honestly think that he was 100 percent aware that he was both making and making fun of his own stuff and his brethren Mm -hmm. because I think Scream Scream 1 is intentionally a good movie like Nightmare 1 like well not Friday the 13th one but like most beginning things in a franchise it's a legit good movie and he went for that Mm -hmm. and and that doesn't necessarily mean it's the most fun but you know he went for like this is how you make a horror movie and this is how it's clever and why it will spawn other sequels and then the second one, it was like, all right, we're here. Let's kind of make fun of horror sequels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they tell they, they talk about that throughout right. the entire, you know, sequels aren't as good. But, you know, I, I think he was honestly intentionally making it sillier and crazier and goofier 100%. Yeah. And I and so, like, to me, even I know you're about to talk about Scream 3. I think when he gets to the later ones, it's, Am I? it's just, you know, like he knows, like, at this point, it has to be fucking ludicrous. Like, you know, that's that's what you do in a series. So does it make it good? Does it make it a good movie? I don't know. But I mean, it's like you're going to talk about Scream 3. But mm-hmm. by that point, it just gets fucking ludicrous. Yeah. Well, that the opening scene of two is ludicrous. God, I, I hate that opening in the movie theater. It's oh, just the oh, really? yeah. terrible. Do oh, you hate it because of all the people awful. just flailing around and being assholes? That's why you and hate her it. flailing around like. Overacting the shit out of everything. It's just... Uh, everything I an, about it's terrible. I had an interesting discussion about the about the first kill in that, in oh, that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was following that. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't know the answer to that question, mm-hmm. and I am woefully unqualified uh, as a super fucking white dude to, to <laughs> make a declaration on that. But um, but I, I will touch on it real quick. I, it does feel like that was... Because it gets more meta as you go along in the Scream franchise. Scream 1 is, I feel like, a satire. Scream 2 is closing in on a parody Mm -hmm. with heavy elements of meta. Mm -hmm. Scream 3 is just the fucking... Everything is meta. Everything is... And and it's hard to avoid. Um, It's hard to avoid, like, getting into the weeds on that once you've already committed to... um, the meta-ness or, you know, or referential or parody or satirical nature of that. It's hard to not just keep going. Um, Sort of like they introduce in the, in the third, I think it's the third one. 
or is it the fourth one? Which is the one where they where they introduce all the like seven stab movies? Is that the third one? The third one they are just starting to film stab. No, they were making that in two, weren't they? Yeah, that's what they were at. They were at the premiere of yeah. stab in Scream Two. Right, they're at the premiere Scream of Scream Three. They're, they're, the they're always set, like though they're all hanging out. Right, right. Making, that's in where Scream they're making four. They've made like seven. Okay, yeah. So by three, the time they get to three, they're four. filming stab two or something. But they're all okay. on set. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. All right, Scream Four. So by the time you get to Scream Four, like, yeah, you're that, seven stabs in, and you're so like, fucking meta that you can't yeah. even see the original movie. Right. But isn't there um, like t- almost ten years between three and four there in is, real life? Yes. Yeah. So I real think life. they were like, and 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 in movie verse, yeah. there's ten years. Yeah, I'm just saying they were like, yeah, we there would have been a shitload more of these movies. Yeah. Now three starts with the worst. How dare they kill that person? intro well it's just a waste it is it totally is oh yeah 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 yeah. thank you for reminding me um <laughs> that is a th- that is the thing a death that i was most upset by yep because everybody's is is enough time passed from scream 3 that we can talk about it yeah, absolutely okay yeah. so and besides it keeps people from watching scream 3 yes so. exactly <laughs> fair enough fair enough you can turn it off after the first scene but yeah Cotton is my favorite character in Scream 2. Like, he just, like, Leif Schreiber just chews that whole movie up. And he's magnificent and menacing and... They do such a good job twisting him into the, is he doing this in 2 because of everything that happened to him? Like, is he... Exactly. I remember the first time watching, I was absolutely convinced it was him. As soon as he showed up, I'm like... The first time watching Scream 2, I was like, there's no way it isn't him. (laughs) Yeah. Right. As soon as I showed up, I'm like, they are... Either they are making him look like this because they want me to think this for the entire movie, and it Mm -hmm. turns out it's not him, or he is absolutely definitely the killer, and and there's Mm -hmm. no way out. Uh, About halfway through, I was like, I feel like he's too obvious because he is right there being fucking menacing, Mm -hmm. and... You know, he's in some places where he shouldn't have been able to, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, shouldn't have been able to be. But also he was, n- I don't think he was able to be some of the places that um, that Ghostface was, or Scream Ghost Thing, as I took to calling him uh, <laughs> on Halloween. Yeah. Um, because the killer is sort of, like, in in horror movies, the killer is, is, is a thing by itself. You mm-hmm. know, it's... It's not like old man Higgins with a mask on, but it is old man Higgins with a mask on. Um, so does Cotton go out in like the first scene? First, yeah, he's yes. the celebrity. Death not the first the scene, but the first like right the cold open, the, okay, the opening so of the movie. He gets he gets well, which <sighs> I know it totally sucks. But like here's 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 my defense of it. Having just watched all the Fridays the Thirteenth, is they do that shit absolutely in what is it three. Or four. They do it in two. The survivor of one dies in the opening yeah. scene of two. Where it's just like, all right, they made it. Hooray. And they're gonna, oh, they're in this one. No, they're not. In this yeah. One. So, I mean, like, I get it. It sucks because, you know, cool character and all. But, like, again, I just feel like it's all just so, like, well, that's how they did it in this. So I yeah. wish they'd picked another character. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. the problem is they set up him having a very cool setup by the time three rolls around. Like, like as they show his life in the beginning of three, you're like, this is a cool place to take this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they I thought that was going to be fucking hilarious yeah. to have like this guy such like an actual interesting character arc. We've got this this guy whose life got all fucked up. Everybody thought he was the, the killer for one thing. And then they thought he was the killer for another thing. Mm-hmm. But it turns out he's not. And now he's like 
reaping the rewards, yeah, but he's say, still magically he's, an asshole. Yeah, I was going to say, he's also like a huge asshole, yeah, so it's yeah. like, all right. Let's... He's like super slicky Hollywood man now, and it's right. just like, ew. I want to watch this guy get menaced <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't happen. He just gets fucking murdered. Yep. Um, and then the rest of it is just on-set shenanigans, which are, it's okay. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's another meta level of abstraction, and like the the two people who are the same character on the same, you know, on the same, on the screen, mm-hmm. on screen at the same time, um, is really kind of funny. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like a lot of that. There's a lot of fun in this movie. Um, I think it, I think it just goes a little bit too meta. And then the ending, as Mackie pointed out on Twitter, is just hot bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, the rule is in the, last one of the trilogy that all bets are off and whatever but um that's just so fucking dumb like <laughs> yeah i am willing yeah. we've done 397,000 episodes here i'm willing to accept some dumb shit that is maybe a little bit beyond um what i accept uh, is being dumb and um to go ahead and move on i watched the first like 20 minutes of Scream 4. Now, granted, it was it was a little bit late, but like first 20 <laughs> minutes of Scream 4, I'm like, eh, I guess I'll just fall asleep. And maybe it was 30 minutes, but I, I don't remember hardly anything about Scream 4 because um, I woke up and it was over. The cold open's pretty good. Is there's, that there's the, a good fake out in the that's cold the, open. Is that the first seven stabs that they that yeah. they show? The, like, like, so the opening to stab six is the opening... The, yeah. the opening to stab mm-hmm. five is the opening to stab seven. Yeah, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't they actually get into like the whole like there was porn parodies of it now? Did yes, they, did they address, yeah, that? They address yeah. that in Scream 4, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure they did. Yeah. Um, but just like right, going back to Scream 3 real quick. Sure. The voice changer thing. Uh, More hot bullshit. Hot bullshit. Yeah. yeah. That, that set off the hot bullshit meter. Because that so, one feels like they they couldn't figure out a clever way to trick the characters. Yep. So they cheat. Right. It's it's a cheat code, and there's no way that like they don't set up this world as having any supernatural or extreme far forward. Like nobody has a voice changer that's that mm-hmm. advanced. Yeah. Nobody can build one. Uh, especially this jackass <laughs> movie director. Mm-hmm. He's not smart enough to build that. Yeah. Nobody's smart enough to build that. They used a slightly so in Scream Four was it was it four where they had the app on the phone? Yes, that was the voice changer. Scream One was just a handheld. Scream Two was just a handheld mm-hmm. as yeah. well, right? Flip phones. Yeah, <laughs> and Scream Three that thing that thing was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Yeah, it's one of the biggest cheats in a movie I've ever seen. It's just I don't know why they had to do that. It just allows the murder to be anybody literally anybody at any time and that's dumb and they fall for it in the worst way when they go to the mansion Mm -hmm. that's like they don't even question it they don't even think about it they just completely fall for it um it's dumb it's it's hot bullshit it gets the hot bullshit seal of approval like like i almost hate that more than the ending like honestly because it just breaks the entire movie because it's not a whodunit anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just a, oh, we're just going to do what the fuck ever, and it's up yeah. to you to figure it out. 
you know, and and you can't because you don't have all the information. Yeah, and, or, and you're getting wrong information. It's uh, yeah, bothers it's, me. I I almost want to would like to go watch it again just to see if I can pick some stuff out like additional uses of that that I didn't see before. Um, They're fun to rewatch. Maybe there's some cleverness in there, but um, I think I've kind of talked about them enough. Um, so I will give you my uh, my official scream order of greatness. Yeah. Um, which is um, fairly easy and also maybe it'll pe- piss people off. I hope it pisses people off. Um, I'm going to give it two two types, though. Um, <laughs> so okay. I'm going to give it the actually good movie um, order and then the most fun order. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just one, two, three, four, and then two, one, three, four. So... Okay. All right. Not, I mean, that's fucking easy, but... Um, good job. But... <laughs> I probably won't even get to watch all of four total. I've I've been told by enough people whose opinion I respect that it's not worth my time. Um, if you hate millennials, four might be in might be some fun because man, like Wes Craven say, and I, Kevin Williamson, like all, so. they have a hate on for millennials in that movie. Like and and four, I, I four is better than three. Yes, by a lot. And I don't like four at all. Yeah, but it's better than three. And it's got Alison Brie in it. Yes, it does. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's it's, right. She's the she's the pushy, like the bitchy publicist. Publicist, yeah. yeah. Yep. But yeah, yeah four four's fun, but it doesn't know when to end. I think is its, is its biggest problem. Is it's just like we're gonna like you think it's over, and there's still like a half hour of movie left. Mm-hmm. I must have gotten a lot farther into four than I than I thought I did. Anyway, do you guys have an official scream ranking that you can wow the audience with? One, two, four, three. Two, one, four, three. Uh, straight down. One, two, three, four. No, He's nothing, the smart one. Nothing special. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. Scream. Yeah, well, that's I'm, I may flip flop three and four again if I, wa- I rewatch them both, but I don't know. No. That's about it. Yeah. I, it's. I think it's interesting that you still had not been spoiled on any of them. You know, I don't know despite how. like everyone talking about the Scream movies, like the ending just never comes up. I feel like you know, aside, I feel like aside you guys from, talked about the Scream movies at some point, but I just kind of, I just yeah. kind of, <laughs> yeah, of tune people ago, out when they start talking about them. Yeah, because I just don't, I never cared. Mm-hmm. So it's just like whatever. You just talk about that. I'll look at. I'll, I, find, yeah. I, look I, at I do blog. find it funny that you would watch those movies though, because you proclaim that you do not like the yeah. thing that they're more or less based on. Like you don't like slasher movies. Not really, but I just yeah. uh, Greencapped gave me the Ultimate Scream collection on DVD yeah. uh, like a hundred years ago. Um, tonight is my night for number hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, mean, I saw oh, him you sitting had like three million nights like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I was thinking about like it's Halloween. Let me watch something spooky or scary sure no um, yeah no that's i'm not i'm not complaining i just like i said it's, yeah I, I think it's a little funny like, it's it's odd to me too especially since i don't have that big of a base sure. to compare like i think we opened your mind with jason x yeah I think maybe uh, i think you realize there's some fun to be had there maybe maybe yeah. it is mm-hmm. 
Um, but of course, like 90% of the people that I follow on Twitter are also just like, it's Halloween or everything. <laughs> Fuck yes. I'm like, I, I got to watch a scary movie too. I guess. I've done nothing movies. for October. I don't, don't even have a bat in the house. So I got to, you know, I got to watch at least one spooky thing. And I just happened to be thinking about, it. I was like, scream. Scream I, is a thing yeah, that I remember. I like, own those. <laughs> well, I, I didn't even I didn't even think about the fact that I that yeah. I own them. I was just like Scream. Scream is a thing that's supposed to be a little bit kind of, you know, doesn't take itself too seriously, and you know, won't be like super spooky. <laughs> um, yeah. So I can probably I can probably handle more of that. Handle that, okay. and I look for it on Netflix, and they only had Scream two. And uh, scream the movie series. Yeah, that's oh. fine. Um, the TV and I was like, yeah. "Oh man, yeah." Just say I said movie series. Yeah. Scream the TV series, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh man, wait a minute." Which, by everything I've heard, is terrible. I don't know. Just terrible. Again, I don't pay any attention to yeah, it. I just it's on MTV, let it so wash by me. So, of it is. Um, some people claim Scream Queens, which I think is also on NBC, right? It's on Fox. Is it on Fox? Okay. Some people claim that's good, but it's Ryan yeah. Murphy's. And, nah. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, nope. So, yeah. So, I was like, oh, man. I remember a thousand years ago, Green Cap gave me this DVD set to watch, and I still haven't watched it yet. Let me see what I can get through tonight. Yep. So, I sold job. that on eBay for like $7. Yeah. Nice. It's practically worthless. Yeah. Nice. So, add that to my pile of other worthless stuff in my apartment. Well, you can get like the four movies on Blu-ray for $7 now. That's how valueless those things have gotten. Yeah, but it's got that sweet die-cut sleeve that goes over it it that makes it much more difficult to (laughs) access the movies. Yeah, it does. That's the real real terror of Scream is is trying to get the the fucking package opening. (laughs) Packaging from 2001. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So we got... We got some emails and voicemails, but we'll save them for next week. Yeah. We talked a lot this half. We had a lot yeah. of movies to cover. Finally. I talked yeah. a lot about a thing. It's, a, it's amazing. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're just catching up on old movies we haven't seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ones we kind of wish we hadn't. That, too. <laughs> yeah, that, too. Yeah. They can't all be winners. So. How would people? But if you want to be a winner, <laughs> nice, nice way to snatch that out of yeah. Chuck's hands. If you want to be a winner, you can contact us. Uh, How would they do that, BJ? Well, they can either go to the website bmfcast.com, look on the right hand side. There are a bunch of buttons that'll take you to all our methods of contact, or you can just email directly bmf at bmfcast.com, or give us a call on Garfield phone nine one zero five Doctor BMF nine one zero five five six nine two six three. Give us a call, leave a message, drive across the country, honk your horn, all that. <laughs> Do it. Or oh, have yeah, somebody else honk your horn. I don't care. If you're driving, let us hear your horn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit that horn. Yeah. Especially if you're a truck driver. <laughs> yeah. We want to hear that. Yep. Horns out for Banff Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Let's get out Bamf of here. Banff yes. for Horn Rambe. <laughs> horn Rambe, yes. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry. It's not a dated reference at all. It's already done. But yes. <laughs> Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Yes. <laughs> Somebody had to say something. I know, but not giggling. Yeah. Something that won't be a joke. When Chuckles Chuck cuts over it all. there. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. <laughs> <laughs> Go 
what was funny about that? <laughs> Chuck's face. Chuck was just oh, like Chuck's the, face is always funny. Yeah, Why are we laughing a hundred? He was on the brink of breaking another time. Nobody's on, on this BJ brink. brink. 